Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots and proud partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. All right, it's Patriots Unfiltered. It's PP and the Deuce edition, guys. I don't know. I, I, I'm i torn because I always like to get our guys. Just invested in the draft pick that you got on your you turn. You still have that, no, I that, just like that the, thing no, I can't I, rid you of. No, that, I, oh, but we do it the right way. Other guy off the Panthers. I think he's number 48. I forgot his name. 6'1". He speed, sounds good. And he ran very well with everybody else. <laughs> I love him. Take the visit of M.A. Paul. Uh, I, you live here. I, I, I live here. David in Bethlehem writes in, uh, he likes he likes PP and Deuce. The, uh, the PP and Deuce. Like ham and eggs, PB and J, perfect. Aww. Bad guy. What a bad guy. You fat shame me on national television. Get back to that wake up 360. I'm telling you. <laughs> I just wake up. I, wake up. I think he went to sleep 180. Freddie, I was telling, I was telling Deuce, Freddie, I was wrong about whether or not the offense would look different with Mac. It would look the same. All right. <laughs> I, I was being sarcastic. I got finger wagged on the post game show, Freddie. Oh, yeah, by who? I don't know, some guy. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. Patriots Unfiltered! <laughs> PP and Deuce? <laughs> Sounds like your potty train. Every day. Every day. Yeah, yeah that's our show. Yeah. When you're not here. The addition. All right, uh, it is Wednesday here at Gillette Stadium, and it's a real Wednesday, except the team's not here. Huh? That's know? true. <laughs> we just can't get it. Right. Completely <laughs> back to normal. And even next week is the Saturday it's game. Saturday game. Crazy you're Christmas Eve. Up. We'll see you in the last two weeks. Yeah. Maybe, unless that Buffalo game is Saturday. And then. Right. Anyway, uh, it's Wait, Deuce. Oh. It's PP. The Buffalo game can't be on Saturday. It can't? I don't know. I thought it, on my calendar it says it would be one of those two days, but it won't be. The I Buffalo game? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, to it's be like determined. a TBD. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that'd be great if it was on Saturday. But I let's think get, let's let's effort that. Uh, but I think you're of the opinion that it's going to be Sunday because the Buffalo Bills are going to play Miami. Probably well, maybe they, need no win. I, to just, get it. I just think they have to play it at the same time as Kansas City, more than likely. Right. Because I mean, unless one of those teams slips up, yeah. If it's within a game, the game will mean something. Right. Unless the Bills are ahead of the Chiefs by a game, but we don't need. Don't to give me a headache. Uh, it's Deuce. It's PP. It's Fred. This, this is the guy. We gotta get. We gotta get these these playoffs. Don't give me a headache. <laughs> me. Other people like that talk. Uh, Four weeks. That's in the booth. Are we gonna have any uh, stop? No, I think it's just us today. Yeah, just the trio. Yeah. Okay. That's Evans right. in uh, the desert. Tucson with the team. Yes, I hope he's doing well. They just did the Catch Twenty Two show. So in case you missed that, you can catch it on the Rebound, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. Um. I thought Evan's um, after further review thing was interesting. It's a little uh, positive. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'd love it, uh, you know, to have him speak for himself. I think he's okay with what they were trying to do offensively. Admittedly, they have to go that route. Yeah. Like, there's no really other option right now for this offense. But he was – he thought that the plan was good considering what they have to work with right now. Specifically the protection issues that they've had yeah. to overcome. That's, that's, and that's the whole thing. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I think to Paul's point, though, I mean, we keep talking about it. and I mean, really, they got four of their five guys, right? I mean, I don't think anyone – I mean, maybe you did, Paul, but I didn't expect Trent Brown to you know, be this, this inconsistent this is, and this, this bad. These are the guys you wanted with yeah. the exception of Isaiah Wynn got hurt. Yeah, which – and I don't even know if I wanted Isaiah Wynn at left ta- uh, right tackle, so – 
you know, it's uh, they've had issues, but I mean, it wasn't this bad when Trent Brown was at right tackle and Wynn was at left. I mean, right? You know, everybody said, oh, you know, Wynn's not a first. Okay, maybe he's not first round talent, but it wasn't terrible. I would agree with you. You know, it wasn't terrible. So. The weird thing I don't know enough about. You know, about. bad decision, I guess, moving that over. And I, I, I wonder if that's a money thing, you know, with Wynn in his last year. Or I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you could always just have flipped him back at some point if you really felt that bad about it. But yeah, um, I don't know. I just I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, Trent Brown. And, like, the thing that's weird to me that I don't know that you'd have to talk to an offensive line coach is just suddenly he cut blocks guys. And it doesn't seem like they're supposed to cut block guys. And, I mean, the visual is that. He wants to let sit down and take a rest for a second maybe or something. But, yeah. you know, this is a couple times where it's like, you know, you know when the ball's coming out quick and you want to cut block a guy and get it, you know, get him down for a second so yep. you can get it over him. But sometimes it's just like a straight rush and he's like doing it and the guy just gets up, continues his rush and Yeah, based know, on the, the amount the of screens they threw uh, on Monday night, ma- maybe he just got confused and just assumes that the week before that they were throwing a screen. And that was one of the times that they weren't throwing he's a screen. He's confused. I mean, what do you Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um I it, I think his technique and uh, I think he's had, as you know this, I, I think he has uh, motor issues, you know, desire problems. I don't think he's always playing hard. Um, this year, instead of missing a lot of games, which is his norm, I think he's taken games off that he's played in. Certainly plays in consistent yeah, games. That's, yeah, and, and I, I don't know what the reason is. I don't know if you're right, Freddie. It's money-related and – He's just disenchanted because he re-signed and then was switched after he maybe felt like he was bait and switched a little bit, you know, because yeah. he signed as a right tackle and then played as a left tackle. I don't know what's what's in Trent Brown's mind, but he hasn't played well. And that's been – I think the play of the tackles has been the breakdown of the offensive line. It's also what everybody else is dealing with, really, for the most part, all around the league. Yep. I mean, the last time I lo- – I don't know what it is now. It's probably dropped with all these – you know, with Connor McDermott playing now, it's probably dropped. But it's like three weeks ago they were ranked sixth, right? The group was ranked sixth in the, in the league. I think people – I think most more often than not these offensive lines aren't very good and teams find a way to get around it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they'll bring Trump back. I mean, that's – he is on another year. You don't have any depth really behind him. Isaiah Wynn's a free agent. Can you really afford well, to cut him? But at the same time, does this you know? Is I'd he like on, to know what this program? illness is because it's dragged on for a while, and you know the first thing you think of obviously is COVID, mm-hmm. and you know you can be in that COVID fog. But I would imagine <laughs> if he did, no, I'm serious. Yeah, I would imagine if he oh. did have COVID, he wouldn't be out there at all. No, so right. I don't, you know, I don't think it's COVID. Yeah, no, no but, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff going around right now that I mean, honestly, weird stuff. My experience worse than COVID. <laughs> like right. you know, there's there's. RSV, I think not just for for kids. I think adults can can get that as well, which can be can be tough. But and, and you know, if you want to really get back to it, RSVP is even worse. <laughs> that's a good. That's a great point. Yeah, look at Mike Reese out with his Arizona sweatshirt on, his hoodie. Oh, by his, the way, um, goggles. Vegas for the weekend, fifty degrees. Yeah. yeah, you know what's funny? I did not realize this until Hardy explained it to uh, Mike and I the other day. Um, so he's going – he's out there now. Yep. And I guess, like, the Sports Hub is putting on some promotions and stuff. And, yeah, they're sending – And they've, they've been talking – because Hardy used to live in Vegas. And they've been talking on, like, you know, we want to set up some promotions and do some, some parties. So, you know, should we reserve a pool party? And, and Hardy's like, it's the middle of December. Yeah. It's winter. Yeah. It's not – like, you're not going in the pool. Right. 
No, and I was I I, I kind of always thought it was warm there too. I looked I looked it up. Like I know it gets cooler at, in the desert at night, but yeah. I looked it up during the day for the next like five six days. It's not going to get into sixty. No, it's and in that's the 50s. And, and Hardy says that's normal. I, what oh, do, really? What do you call it? The high desert or something? He had a name for it, yeah. a term. You might have had your headphones on Probably. when you were trying to. I have to do work when you were trying to block everybody out. out. I'm yeah. not just talking about the weather in Vegas. I'm paying attention to the football game that we're watching. E- except for you don't see, you know, Mac Jones blow <laughs> off the <laughs> offensive coordinator somehow. Totally missed it. <laughs> yep. He texts me at like one thirty in the morning. I get home and I started going on the Twitter, just you know, wind down time, and I didn't see the Mac uh, giving the eh, eh, the way the yeah. wave off. Yeah, right. you you be quiet, like <laughs> alone. <laughs> so we have this whole thing on the post game. So anyway, that was Hardy said it. It's, yeah. it's typically cold in the winter. That's yeah, the, there it you is. Know. Put a bow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But <laughs> to wrap that story up, <laughs> but so we're talking about the. I, I know you listened to at least some of our post game, Freddie, right? Yeah, I did. Um, so we were talking a little bit. We didn't like prolong it with the Mac Jones. I mean, it is what it is at this point. There's there's conflict there, right? Yeah. I mean, what are we going to do? Yeah. I'm not going to turn this into a soap opera like the way that so, you know, like the sports hub does. I think it already um, is. So. Hardy and I are sort of talking about it like it's not a great look, you know, but at the same time, it's not a great look that 14 weeks into the season, you still can't get the place in on time, right. which is what Belichick said on EEI, by the way. Yeah. Um, and Mike is kind of like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think it was that big a deal. Like, wait, wait, wait. So we just dropped it. You know, we didn't, like I said, we didn't talk about it that long. I just thought it was the F. Like two hours later, he's like <laughs> texting me. He's like, I didn't see that whole thing with him blowing him off I, and I, waving him I, and telling him that. You know, all yeah. I got the was, F up. Right? All I got was the supersonic F bomb that he dropped, like right on you know, yeah, you when, see when him, he like, took the time out. And then right as it's about to cut, you just heard it. Like, he took the time out and gave an F bomb. Which is yeah. totally thought. totally like, understandable, like, but that's and, all Mike right. thought it and was. I'm like, what are these guys talking yeah, about? Like he just said there's, F. Some, there's some interesting <laughs> things going on, not just on the sideline, but I think, you know, all week and I was telling Paul before the show, there was one point in the game, I think it was third quarter. They had a timeout, Patriots on offense. Mac walks over to the sideline to Patricia. Bill's about 10 feet away, 10 feet away. Normally, when you have the head coach comes over just to listen, even if he doesn't yeah. have any – just listen what the two were taught. He didn't even go over there. Like, yeah. like it, it was weird. Mm. It was weird. Like, he just, like, I'm just going to let them deal with this. I'm not going to get involved. I, I just thought that, you know, like, you never know. Maybe I'm making too big a thing out of nothing. But I just, like, I saw, I watched this whole thing transpire. It was during a break, obviously. Mac walks over, and Bill, he looked at him, but he didn't go over there. You know, and I just thought, well, don't you want to know what they're saying? It's, it yeah. was a critical time, too. I was, I, like, yeah. might have been third and, or something. And, you know, what coming out of the break is, would have been an important play. And he didn't seem that he needed to see what was going on there. Hmm. I, thought, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I don't know how big of a deal it is either with Fred, but I do, you know, in my mind's eye, when I see a quarterback in a timeout go over to the sideline, he generally goes to the head coach. Now, often the offensive coordinator is there as well, like you talk whatever. But when Fred brought that up, I was like, yeah, I mean, usually you see the guy go over, and even yeah. if it's not the guy who's calling plays, like. You know, Lamar Jackson goes to the sideline. It's John Harbaugh is there. You see him. Right. You know, I think Greg Roman might be one of those guys in the booth. Anyway, I'm, I'm mm. not sure. Whatever. But anyway, you see him with the head coach. You just want to know, what? okay, what are they saying, you know? And yeah, what are we doing here? And he didn't even go over. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it means anything. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I just 
I just thought it was notable. <laughs> Again, if we were the sports hub, we'd yeah. spend the next hour and 45 minutes saying yeah. how it's disrespectful yeah. that he, he doesn't go over and talk to his own quarterback. Yeah. It, it was just a little, it was notable to me. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that stuff, you know, just yeah. kind of in the periphery I mean, of you who's know, talking like, to who, when, unfortunately, and where, and you don't get a, when. You don't get the America's team video after you don't make the Super Bowl, you know? No, you don't get the mic. But I'd love to hear the inside story of the 2022 season yeah, like when it's all said and done. Like you get yeah. those on the America's yeah. game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, or when the NFL Films does it, and they always like end it right on your like your best moment, whatever. It could be week two, and then and then like and then they'll go like oh, those the rest of the it season wrap up, right? Oh, yeah. or the I used to love I used to love those when I was a kid. Oh, me too. The video yearbooks, yeah. you yeah. know, and every I would watch it and I was like, we're gonna be good next year. <laughs> every time, be like the two and fourteen yeah. Patriots are still marching on, and they have like them coming out of the locker room. Right, like, right. Wait till next year, baby. We're gonna be good. Yeah. By the way. uh I just saw Sala, who is the head coach of the Jets, wearing a sweatshirt that says Gotham City Football Club. They don't practice Tell in them. New York City. They don't play in New York City. You know, I don't know what where they get off. Yeah, it'd be like us saying we're the, Bos- we're the Boston it's, Patriots. It's, it's Gotham City officially in New York. <laughs> no, Gotham City is is New it, York. It's City. officially New York. It's like yeah. Batman or something. Yeah. Maybe it's a no, I know it's a Batman thing, but yeah. I didn't know it was. You know, I thought it was they just call themselves Gotham. They're I trying. don't know. They're trying really hard. Some yeah. some of us just assumed that that was fiction. I mean, if I was that was that was if fiction, I lived in New Jersey, I, I'd, be, I'd be you know yeah. I felt disrespected. Represent your team, yeah, your 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 your, your state, yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> always always good to pick on the Jets. It really yeah. bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> I love when Fred does that. It really bothers me. Yeah. Are you going back to the for the Raiders? I'll be leaving on Friday. Yeah, Friday. Back on the plane. Yeah. Those are two two long flights, Fred. You're the the flight back. I was, worry about you, Fred. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you take the, care of yourself? The flight I don't want there you was sick. was brutal. Yeah. The flight back seemed like half the time. Well, did you sleep the whole? Ro- I, I think I back? slept for about half an hour. Half, half? but yeah. the, there was no one on the plane, so like yeah. Zolak went back and like literally I, stretched out over three seats. He must have just lit it uh, up too the whole way oh, home. Yeah. Awful. With like awful farts. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, he just lights it up. <laughs> like I would have opened a window if I could open a window. Just Scott Zolak destroying me. the back Excuse of the Excuse me, flight attendant, do you mind if I crack a window? <laughs> and she's um, like, uh, no. yeah, I, I don't mind at all. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Where's the beef? Well, on that plane, maybe. They yeah. Rolling down. But, yeah, so we'll be going out Friday. The team will be coming into Vegas on Saturday. Now, what happens coming back? Because the team's coming back. You guys are probably going to have to fly it, on it, a... No, it, well, they're taking two planes. Yeah, I was going to say. Because they're taking over 300 people. To this game, boy, the Patriots don't stay yeah. on the straight and narrow, people. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, Mike and I were walking out to do TV yesterday, and uh, some members of the marketing slash, you know, event kind of stuff. Yeah. They were asking, you know, so you, you guys coming? You, you coming to Vegas with us? I was like, yeah, no, nah, nah. yeah, yeah. We, we got shows to do. Yeah, yeah. things to do. Yeah, so. Raiders, Raiders, right? But um, yeah, so the team is not staying on the strip, just in case you're interested. Smart. Are they out yeah. in Henderson where they were? No, Henderson? I don't. I don't know exactly where, uh, but it's a nice place. But it's yeah. on the outskirts. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter if you're on the strip, though. You're in Vegas. You're in Vegas. Yeah. There's, I, I, <laughs> there's easy ways to get yeah. in trouble, no matter where you're staying. Yep. But yeah. I was. Um, yeah, just getting into Raiders a little bit, looking back. It's funny, just looking at what I re- wrote after um, being out there, and it's like the same. It just set the stage for what the, what the season has been. Talking about protection issues, inconsistencies on offense, um, the turnovers. And I mean, that, I mean that, this was coming out of the preseason game, but you know, it's just. I think it's striking that they haven't they haven't made more strides. You know, it's just they haven't had a game yet where you've no, maybe they the ha- Ravens. They we point put to the together. Ravens game sometimes, and even 
you know, I mean, even Patricia yesterday when he when they spoke with him, he was like he's not trying to like you can tell he's like, I don't know. We, I mean, not this tone, but we did a couple things. And, you know, maybe a few weeks ago we did some things, but no, we just haven't you know, been able to find it. So, well, I mean, that Ravens game is one of only two games all year that they scored more than two touchdowns offensively. And, you know, the other one was Cleveland, and Mac Jones didn't play in that game. You know, for the zappy, mm-hmm. you know, the, the zappy fever guys, you know, they, they scored five touchdowns in the Cleveland game. But I think they had three in the Baltimore game. But I think – and I keep coming back to this point. I know sometimes I – belabor these kinds of points but I do keep thinking about the various comments that Belichick continues to make with regard to the turnovers and I think that he looks at a game like Baltimore and says yeah we had some production but at what price we never had a chance to win the game because we kept turning the ball over mm-hmm. and yeah it, it, we could sit there and say the production downfield passing I think that was Devontae Parker's best game I think he had like five for 150 or something like that in that in that game he was a really dangerous weapon in that game but at the same time you you targeted him a couple of times and had had interceptions Mac threw three and all I think they had a fumble in that game as well you can't win playing that kind of game I would argue that you can win playing the conservative game and if Evan says that they do it out of necessity you can beat bad teams with the conservative approach. You can't beat good teams with the approach that they had Monday night. Unless your defense is elite, which it isn't. Well, I don't really think there's an elite defense capable of winning games if you don't score. Yeah. Like in football. I mean, I think San Francisco was phenomenal defensively. But if they don't score any points, they're not winning. I mean, they lost an 11-10 to 10 game earlier yeah. this year against a dreadfully bad Denver team. Yeah. Like if you don't score, you're going to lose. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Then the, and they – would say too the thing a little surprising to me just not a lot of turnovers on either side of the ball for the Raiders. I mean they're uh, what second overall and you know turnovers on offense and 18th on defense. I mean it has been a little bit. They've had two in each of the last three games offensively. They've had uh, four takeaways in the last three games, but otherwise the season it hasn't. They've been you know kind of clean. Not a lot of turnovers. Well, we talked about it yesterday. Um, you know I think they're going to stick with Josh, but if they come out you know on fire. And playing hard, then Josh hasn't lost the locker room. But if they come out listless, then then there's a problem. Because if there's a game that you know they know they need to get up for for their head coach, it's this one. Yeah, yeah. you know, regardless I, of the record. I think to all the Patriots coaches that that I listen to, all mention Waller and Renfro as they haven't had these guys, and they're probably going to have them this week. So I also wonder if there's an element of just the Raiders being like. We haven't had our we haven't had our guys like we got our guys now. Yeah. Let's actually show you know what we can do w- when we play together. Full strength, you yep. know. So I think uh, I think, but I think they're going to play hard, and I'm expecting them to yeah. to just bring to bring the offense that we thought in the preseason that they were going to have to Good. bring that. I, offense I want as many like tests that. as as I can get. I I'm, yeah, me too. You know, let's just like I said, let's just get it over with. Let's let's see what we've got. And no, I I don't want any more excuse. You know, they won, but I hate the but. Yeah. You know, I don't no more butts. And it's know? easy it's easy to look at the Raiders defense too on paper and say there should be opportunities here. Yeah. I'm, it's not I'm, a defense I'm, that's that's much better than the one you faced Monday night. The only thing I would say is I think they have a better ability to get after the passer. With, yeah. With Max Crosby, Crosby, I think he's a better he's player a than anybody in the front that that Arizona has. He's a handful. But going yeah, going against probably Connor McDermott too. It's a bad so. secondary and 
they've had a really hard time, you know, closing out games and, and protecting leads. So this is a team that you should be able to move the ball against. Uh, Andrew in North Carolina says Gotham City is canonically in New Jersey. What does canonically mean? Like canon. Yeah, I know what canon is, but what does that mean? <laughs> I guess. In, Anyone? Uh, Bueller? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm not the so encyclopedia? <laughs> Maybe I'm not so stupid after all. You know, like, I, I think I know what a canon is, one N, C-A-N-O-N. Uh-huh. But canonically, when it refers to where th- something should be. Yeah. I, I mean, I still remember my first, like, week at Holy Cross. They started talking about, like, and this is the, in this author's canon. And right. talking about, like, that. And I had no idea what they were talking about. Like, that was <laughs> right. a welcome to college moment. Like, what? What are they talking I don't know. I don't know who decides that, though. Like, who who makes the canon of city names? Paul, yeah. Paul typing away for your city. Well, I'm looking up Gotham City. I want to see what it says. Yeah. I mean, I, I would – the only – connotation of canonically oh. I would do is Fred like really kind of like church related like I, I don't I mean I don't well, know it's, it's like they're teaching they're you know part of their not lexicon but their body of work yeah. you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotham yeah. Gotham City or simply Gotham is a fictional city appearing in American comic books published by <laughs> DC Comics right. best known for Batman blah, 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 blah. uh location first created yeah. I just thought it was a nickname for New York City always that's well, like sometimes a metropolis mm. can be more than one city. It's like a string of cities that are really close to each other. So Gotham City is traditionally depicted as being located in the U.S. state of New Jersey. <laughs> Gotham's look and atmosphere was primarily influenced by New York City. Um, architect Hugh Ferris's designs also influenced the the look and emotional feel of Gotham City, particularly in the later applications. Finger. Chose the name Gotham as a, uh, so it says New Jersey yeah, on I think, according I to think so you are Robert Sala so according to wi- according so to Wikipedia so Gotham City and Batman is in New Jersey that's what it says what on it Wikipedia says. Matt Morrell learn me something wow okay so, me too then so he's correct he's leaning into the Jersey me too all, I guess all right I then I then just like the fact Robert that it Sala with, I apologize I just like that it let off with the very first sentence is a fictional city yeah. <laughs> I apologize he, he's he's actually giving a. a Tip of the cap to New go. Jersey. I'm surprised you lived in New Jersey. You never. Although it's yeah. fictional, yeah. So I don't know right. why he can't just say New Jersey, but that's all right. It's all right. Fictional. What is this? Get a real shirt. Fiction. Yeah. Fiction. Um. Okay. So. Oh, did Ovechkin get his 800th goal last night? I missed that. Sorry. Go ahead. So he he's so old CTE. he doesn't have to wear a helmet. Is that what? The oh, he wears a helmet. I'm only kidding. Um. All right. Vegas. Mm. So what are we thinking here? I'm I not mean, feeling good, Fred. Yeah, I'm not feeling good at all about this one. I, and I and I, it's a, I feel like it's a must win. And I'm just let's talk about the spot. You know, uh, you know that's a big thing in betting, uh, but it's true. You know, there are spots that you know give a team advantage or a disadvantage. What's the spot here for the Patriots? Is it a good spot or a bad spot? I I would say it's a good spot, but I don't really think it's a huge one way or the other because yeah. I think you could make arguments both ways which probably means it's not really but for the Patriots side they're coming off a win that they had to have Monday night yep. they got to be feeling good about themselves they're out there for the week under I would say the best of circumstances they they won the game that they had to win yep. Yep. and they're playing a team that lost a game that is absolutely inexplicable that they lost Yeah, I don't care what you want to tell me right. Thursday night short week all that crap you lost to a guy who was on the team for 48 hours right and you had a 13 had a point, point lead point with lead. five minutes left yeah, yeah. 13 13 with yeah. five minutes left yeah. like that's I, I think that's a good spot for the Patriots at the same time the Raiders now had 10 days to sort of get over that 
to our point that we've been trying to make, we think the players will sort of rally around Josh and the rest of the former Patriots staff and put their best foot forward, and they have 10 days to prepare for this game. Yeah. And the Patriots are on a short week. Yeah. So I don't really think it's a great spot either side, but I think if I had to pick one, I would say the Patriots are in a better spot because emotionally they won and the Raiders lost. Yeah, I wonder wh- emotionally where the Patriots are at too, aside from the win, just from went to Vegas – had a couple good practices, didn't play great in the game, went to Miami, took an extended break before that game, didn't play great. Where are they at mentally? Like, all right, we got another week on the road. We're going to be outside of our facility. We're going to be, you know, kind of winging it, trying to figure out, you know, where we're going, all that stuff. So I don't know. I just, I, I wonder if they're going to get a little bit stale being away from the stadium, being outside of the, out of the, out of the, you know, the usual routine. Yeah. And winning two in a row on a extended road trip. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Um, Injury-wise, aren't they in better shape than the Patriots, at least from what we know now? You know, we don't know about McCourty. We don't know. We don't yeah, know about I don't Stevenson. know. About Parker. I don't know what the Raiders' Parker. injury situation is, really. I mean, I, they've had um, key guys that have been on IR and haven't played in a long time. I don't know what they're I mean, it's I mean, it's Renfro and Waller, I think. I mean, those yeah. are – you know, they've had offensive line issues. I think they've they've settled in. Illuminors, I think, playing right guard for them. Um you know, but I, I don't think the injuries are a big thing for them. It's just those two guys, and and like I said, everybody talking yesterday, uh, you know, Mike Pellegrino, they're they're going to play. They're expecting them to play, um, and they got a you know an up close look at, at what that can look like. And I mean, I don't think anybody needs a description of what Hunter Renfro is going to do in this offense as as a player who's quick and in the middle. And I, I mean, see, I kind of yeah. do because I haven't seen it. Like he hasn't really done anything all year. Well, I mean, I mean, I saw what they, you know, I saw some of it in in camp. No, you know, no, like I, I, that's, I know that's you, what I mean. know what you like, mean by like, that. You know but what I mean, Josh is going to do? Like, I mean, this is going to be a tough cover. You got to worry about two big guys on the outside. You got to worry about Waller. Yeah, I worry you know? about Adam. I mean, to me, it's all, it's all. That's. I mean, it all comes just, down to Derek Carr. Well, and, and, yeah. and because how he of Devontae Adams, it makes it harder to cover those other guys. No, that's that's Mike's yeah. point. Yeah. You know, that he he's worried about Renfro in the slot because of what Adams. But it doesn't yeah. even matter because he can up. double cover Adams and still throw him the ball, and he might come up with right. it. Right. Right. So you know, and just given the injuries in the Patriots secondary, I mean, even without injuries, you're probably looking at Miles Bryant in the slot against Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Um, I do think the injuries in the secondary are, are concerning. I, I'll say this, you know, offensively for the Patriots, based on, like, the – I don't know. I, based on the reaction yesterday, would you be stunned if Devontae Parker plays? Like, yes, I, I'd be I, stunned. He can't play after what he did. Right. Yet. Like, right. calling out the league and then you and you come back, Yeah. like, the next day, like, like, on a short week, you come back and play the next game. Right. Like, I don't think he can play. I don't know what Meyer's situation is, so that's not ideal. No, it isn't. No. Uh, speaking of slot, do you hear Cole Beasley's coming out of retirement to go to the Bills? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like, it didn't work with Tampa, but maybe he just figures I have the, the yeah. comfort of knowing what they're doing in Buffalo, so that makes it easier. Because he came out, he, he came yeah. back for Tampa well, well, the, earlier the, the, in the year. That to didn't me, work. though, the first thing, is that that much of a need for the Bills? Are Huge. They, are they realizing that? That's what's missing for us. Is yeah, Crowder. The, yeah. When Crowder got hurt, they had a, I think, lean on Isaiah McKenzie yeah. as a true slot guy as opposed to a gadget guy. And yeah. he, he's a gadget guy. Right. He's not, I, I mean, other than against the Patriots, he's right. not that guy. Well, that's what Evan said, too. I mean, just that's all he runs is just straight across, diagonally across the field, you know, not true slot. He's got, a, he's got a lot of drops. I mean, I don't know yeah. what his numbers are, but he's had a hard time catching I wonder the ball. Shakir 
Khalil Shakir. Remember him? We liked him. Yeah, Boise State I, guy. That, yeah, he had. That, I think he had like one catch in the yeah, Thursday night game. Maybe against they the were Patriots. hoping he developed or something. Didn't yeah, I, I think you know, I don't think that Cole Beasley is the answer, but I just think it's oh, someone they wow. feel comfortable with and they and they yeah. can rely on that they know that Josh Allen has a comfort level with. I don't think it's a bad move. They got rid of the other guy, Stevenson, to, I think, Marquez Stevenson. Marquez, yeah. Sorry. I don't know. Marquez. (laughs) Uh, Kristen in Houston writes in, when it comes to fandoms, Fandoms. canon is the original source material and canonically would mean according to the original source. I'm not a DC fan, so I can't say for sure in this case, but I would say anything that is found in the original comic books is canon. So if any of the new movies make any modifications that contradict the comic books, that's not DC canon. So canonically is like originally yeah. intended. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Then that's uh, I, that's what I learned today. Thank the, you, Kristen. The meaning of the word canonically. <laughs> Thank I'm you, I'm not Kristen. that smart. <laughs> All right. It's big in Star Wars, too, you know. Because like, there's, like, novels, but those aren't in canon. Like, you know, the it's alternate universe. They're not universe. in canon until, you know, Star Wars says they're in yeah, canon. Yeah. Same thing with DC and Batman. Yeah. Know? The new can come out and then get put into canon. The <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. I got a feeling I'm going to have a nerd fight here in a little bit. Never mind. I, 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 I did sense some tone yeah. with Morel, which is very rare because Matt is always under control. Yeah. Unless you At get least as, as we've seen. Unless you get them really going. Like Greens and Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, by the way, Matt, I had my hair cut in, uh, when I was in uh, Arizona by a Marine. Yeah. Good, good barber. Did you thank him for his service I, when I had you were the done? Work, I had, like, it was an old-fashioned barbershop, so I had the straight, straight edge, edge. Oh. shave. Love, love the straight edge. They even waxed yeah. my nose. Yeah. Oh. You ever do that? I don't want to do that. They put wax up your nose and pull it out. Oh, it no. takes all your nose hairs that out. Hurt? Ouch. Oh, just a little bit. It seems like something that. that would make you sneeze. Uh, oh, it definitely. It didn't, but, uh, yeah, it was... Yeah. But I had the, the whole works, you know, it was good. The hot towel, everything. I, I like the hot towel. Yeah. I started getting the, you want me to do the eyebrows? I'm like, just, yep, they're yep. coming. Absolutely. Just come on, let's yep. go. Yep. <laughs> so, good stuff. I good like stuff. the straight edge, though. Yeah. yeah that's, that, that's good. I, I always I've get, ever had one. It always makes me a little uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to move. No. Right? Uh, no sudden like movement. My life. But the last few times I've gone to my guy, and it, I don't really go to a, like a real barber. But, you um, don't go to Gina anymore? No, I can't do that anymore. I can't substantiate the trip to Everett yeah. with, for this. Yeah. Um, but my brother still goes, so I still get the gossip from him. <laughs> Love Gina. <laughs> She's the greatest. It, was it Gina? His arm would move out just a little a bit. Gina? You know? Gina. Oh. Why did I say Gina? No, I know how you feel about Gina's. I know that's, uh, that's oh, your, yes. in your wheelhouse. Oh, and absolutely yes is the answer. Yeah. Yes. All right, 855. So I went to high school with her. 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Except Web, now she looks 20 years younger than me. <laughs> oh, Web no. radio at patriots.com is the email address. Anything else before we hand it over to the listeners? No, just, I mean, the coaches. I mean, that was, it was, that, that was the big thing yesterday, yeah, yesterday, just listening to all them yeah. um, go through stuff. I mean, it's just funny, Maddie P just just seems so wide-eyed and you know people are i mean people are asking him direct questions about it and well they were all over him in the morning show because you know he was talking about how it's okay to be passionate we all love the game that's fine with me and you know i was with brewski vrabel mcginnis and they were passionate and the morning show was like how dare he say that he dealt with them you know I don't think he said that like he dealt with that like he witnessed it he was on the team when they were passionate you're talking about bill 
No, no, Patricia, Maddie P. Yesterday, oh. you know, said, I, don't, I don't. I just think that the coach. I mean, and I understand what the coaches are doing, and I do not criticize their reactions to this. But I, I just don't think it's. I don't really know of a lot of examples that are apples to apples with this. Like, it's not emotion. It's like that. It's insubordination. Like, there's a difference, and I don't know. Like, I, I heard a lot of people saying like Teddy Bruschi you know, routinely, I think Ty Law talked about it, routinely would change the calls and stuff like that, which can definitely be put in, you can classify that as insubordinate. Yeah. But it's not, go F yourself, I'm not calling that play, which is basically what Mac Jones did on the field. Yeah. He turned, waved his hand, and said, go F yourself. Right. Right. Like, that's not the same thing. And I think this whole, like, notion of Pat, like, Set aside for a second whether or not you agree with Mac and think that he's been put in a well, I think we all agree that he has. And he does deserve to be upset about it in a lot of ways, right? We all agree yeah, on that. Yeah, you can't blame him. Right. I can't. Yeah, I don't necessarily blame him. I'm just t- taking this at face value. Don't equate what Mac Jones is doing with emotion. Showing emotion. Like, you know, I heard a, a lot of the assistant coaches saying things along the lines of, uh, well, I, we'd rather have that than a guy that you need to kick in the in the ass to get motivated. Uh, no, no one's talking about motivation, lack of motivation, um, showing emotion. This is he's he's mocking you. He's like he's showing you up, like he's disregarding you, right? Openly, right? Like I'm not telling you right, wrong, or indifferent, and I'm not a huge like he hasn't earned it guy. You know, you and I talked about that a few weeks ago. Yep, Freddie. Yep. And I don't think this is the end of the world. I think it happened the other night, and it's, it, it is an emotional game. I don't think that has to be the be-all, end-all for, for Mac Jones, but I just don't think it's being compared properly to anything else. Like, comparing it to, like, Tom Brady coming on the sideline and having an argument with Bill O'Brien, it's not the same thing. Like, they, they're upset about something that happened in the game, not, like, just, no, 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 Mike, Mike, keep your mouth shut. I'll do, it my, I'll do whatever I want. Like, he just, dis- like, just openly mocked him and dismissed him. I just, I mean, again, I came to it late. I, I just look at it as a, an extension of everything we've seen from Mac. Like this is just yes. Mac. This is what he is. Like I don't, I, 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 I hesitate to, to get into like what did it mean? What was he talking in re- reference to and all that? Like this is just who he is. And you know, I think that there's ways that things come off that just, I mean, it rubbed me the wrong way. Like I don't, I mean, I don't even know if he's waving off Matty P. And if he is, that's fine. But. You know, I've said it before, just some of the and – and I've seen the word histrionics thrown around a little bit. I don't, I don't know if that's a little intense, but I don't know. There's just there's well, just something about it that, that – that Yeah, I don't like it either. Grating. But for for those people who from the beginning didn't like the move to for Patricia OC, this is kind of vindication, right, or validation. I mean, it's it's right. Mac Jones agrees with you. Or at least no, I, that's I mean, what he's it's, showing. It's been apparent since yeah. since the spring that Mac Jones agrees with the people who disagreed with this move. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I just feel like you 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 make it fit whatever you make want. Make it work. Well, you, you don't. Want. You don't do your best to make it. You work. don't do Let's it, put it like that. that. Way. You don't voice your displeasure like that. You do it in your quarterback meeting. You do it in your offensive meeting. You do it face to face in his office. You know, but you don't do it during the game like that. You know, we're all – you just don't. Yeah. You know, we used to make fun of Marino when he would yell at, at his receivers, and that's like half of what Mac did. Right. You know? And, and like, t- to me, like, the, the motions to the receivers, that's the emotion of the game. Yeah. Like, I'm getting a play call, and I'm going to, you know, like – no, no, no. Yeah. Shut up. 
Like that to I don't know. It's it's very like, t- I, it's very. I would just say I I, I am very, it's very tennis playery. Yes, <laughs> in, in terms of the entire situation, I'm very pro Mac as I have been in s- yeah, since, me too. since this whole th- since it all started. I just don't think that he's done a great job of trying his best to make it work. Yeah, I think he has said this is dumb. We shouldn't be doing it this way, and. That's it. Yeah. And I know, like, you know, after things got better, you know, they were on the sideline. Which tells me that he felt guilty. Yeah. For what he did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he went over and said, I should probably hug it out. And who more than, like, how many times have, like, I done something or said something stupid, and I I tell you guys, that's one I I wish I could walk that one back, because I'm stubborn and emotional. I get it. That's why I'm I'm pro-Mac here on, on, on this particular yeah, issue. I'm I'm pro Mac. I don't know where I stand necessarily on Mac Jones, the quarterback, and his future. I think that's very much up in que- in question. But uh, more importantly, Steve writes in inform Fred that nose hairs are necessary to fight colds yeah. and clean your air filter, so to speak. That's how I heard. Good job, Fred. Don't don't pull them out. You got to. You don't them, pull them out. Them. If you pull them, you could get infected, and then it's up in your nose. And I don't know. Oh, I, oh. I saw that at one point. But you know, that's funny that you say it because I have a, I have some issues with my nose that have I'll been lingering for don't, don't, for a couple of months, and I wonder if it's because don't, I don't pull your nose hairs. Because I, yeah. I, I do. I tweeze them sometimes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Get a, get one of those little uh, you know little clipper thing that just you stick up there, and it okay. takes it all for you. Good safety tip from from Deuce. Okay, that's why I was a little surprised. This guy's getting whacked. him out. And Akil in Brooklyn says, um, Paul mentioned Gotham City, a Batman fame, is in New Jersey. This is due to New York City also existing in the DC universe. However, Gotham has also been used as a nickname for the real world, New York City, since yes, the yeah. 1800s, hmm. which predates the creation of Batman. So, Fred, depending on how generous you are feeling, your shot at Salah is still valid. <laughs> <laughs> and your shot at yeah, uh, you're, uh, you're, can- canonically. You're making Matt mad. Yeah. Um... Dan and Lynchburg, how do you think Billy O would address a QB like Mac Jones dismissing or outright embarrassing him during a game like that? That would have been an argument. Yeah, <laughs> would pairing Mac with Billy O be too combustible, or would it be more constructive tension? No, I think he'd coach him hard like he wants. I mean, I I, I kind of like it. <laughs> Don't do I'm it. not I'm not going there, but I'm saying I, I like I like that dynamic because I think Billy O would be like STFU, go out there and do it. Right. You know, and, and I and, and I think that that's probably what. Patricia's response should have been the other. Now it wouldn't have been like right at the time, but when that series is over, hey, listen, I, I think that would have been a fair response from from Matt Patricia. Yeah, I got the play. The play got in there late. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'll let you know the fir- the next game that you go without a mistake. Right. <laughs> that's good. like that's good. Now a lot of people are making a big deal about Mac. You know, talking about Josh McDaniels yesterday and saying, well, you know, he really coached me hard on the. You know, last Mike. week he said he wanted to be coach harder, and then this week he says, "Well, Josh coached me hard." <laughs> is that is that you know valid? <laughs> is, is it is it valid to be looking at that, or is it just? I wh- think that like you think that's an accident that he's like I don't know. Last week said I want to be coach harder, and this week he's talking about how Josh coached me hard. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like you think that's an accident? I don't. It's on his mind. Coached him hard. Put yeah. him away wet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, there it is. <laughs> there yeah. it is. No, I. Um, I mean, I. I think that they coach hard here anyway. I mean, I. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's maybe what we've some, been told. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, maybe there's some wiggle room that you know, Matty P doesn't maybe have the experience to to reach into and, and grasp when he's trying to break those kind of things down. But um, I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of respect. 
a lot of guys saying yesterday too. And I, I like Mayo saying felt like everything just kind of kind of net neutral, net neutral with everybody knowing each other, having practiced against each other, and you know just went back to the coaches lose games, players win them. We just have to put our guys and and you know it's not about us versus Josh. It's about the guys versus the guys. Yep. All right, eight five five Pat's five hundred is the ace ticket hotline. Um, let's go to the phone, see who's calling us. Patty and Agawam is on the call. What's up? What's up, guys? Hey, hey, Patty. So I got a quick question for uh, for Fred, and then a um, little statement about the Raiders game. Fred, do you know offhand if uh, Barmore flew with the team? I do not know, and I don't think he did, but I don't know that for sure. All right. Um, I know before the Minnesota game. I'd pose the question on – I already knew the answer to, who do you try and take away, Dalvin Cook or Justin Jefferson? Uh, to me, this this is sort of the same situation with Jacobs and uh, Devontae Adams. I mean, you can't let Adams take this game over. Um, hopefully they, they're they able to do a little bit of everything, but uh, if you got to concede one thing, I would think you would want to concede the running game and, and don't let Adams go off for like eight catches, 250, and three touchdowns. I don't know they're, how they're going to do it, um, especially without Barrymore. I mean, they look good getting pressure, but I don't know, man. I, like you guys, like you do, so I don't have a good feeling about this game. There's no easy answer. I mean, and you can't even come up with something you can talk yourself into. Thanks, Pat. You know, in terms of matching up. And There's that, a lot of weapons. And it's like, just to me, I mean, it, it, it might not be find a way again like it was last week, but I, I, I think it starts with just the pass rush pressure. Like, if they can just be disruptive every time the Raiders try to pass the ball and, and cause issues for their protection, and Judon and Uche and uh, AFC Defensive Player of the Week, Josh Uche, I should say. Yeah. Um, you know, even Daniel Qualley had some, had some nice plays toward the end of the game. Like, just get after him. You got to You got it. And, and they're not very mistake-prone, so it's, uh, it, it's hard to, to, to come up with, oh, well, Let's just stack the box and stop Josh Jacobs, or or let's just double Devonte Adams. Like it, none of that is like, oh that that'll work. Like you just have to kind of let them make their plays at times, and you know, counter when you have the chance to. But uh, I don't I don't I don't like the matchup. There's just it seems like they're they're going to come out with you know, hey, this is what we actually are, what we could have been this year, and this yeah. is what we'll be uh, next year. It, it, it's these are the kinds of games that worry me because when you go in, you're sort of looking at it and. You look at the matchups and you break it down. And you're like, well, how do the Patriots find a way to win this game? And I think the best course for the Patriots to win this game is the Raiders continuing to self-destruct yep. when they're in position to win games and can't figure out a way to, to close it out. That's like to me, if, if, you, if, if that happens again and it's the fifth time they blow a double-digit lead, then the Patriots can win. And if it just plays out and the Raiders play well – I think they're going to have a hard time. Uh, Those are the ones that worry me the most. Let's go to Willem and Philem. What's up, William? Hey, Fred. What's going on? Hey. All right. All right. Uh, I, I don't even. You're <laughs> so lost for words already. Every time. There's so many things I want to say, Fred. So I'll, I'm going to just do two, and I'll, I'll call like a, the next day, basically. With it. So <laughs> I'll start with Deuce. Well, you're right. I mean, you've seen it at joint practices. There's not a corner that's going to stop Devontae Adams. He's going to torture the uh, Patriots. You know that. You know it. You ain't, ain't about having a good feeling, gentlemen. Y'all know. <laughs> you know well what's going to happen. Yep. You're going to see. You're going to see Jonathan Jones pulling somebody's face mask. So it's going to be penalties. Y'all yep. know what it is. The only hope you know is, I mean? like Deuce says, they can get to. 
car yeah. and disrupt the timing. Consistently. Yeah. And for, I, I think they have to force sure. some turnovers. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm wor- well, I'm kind of also worried about Chandler Jones getting that match. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, he's been a little bit I mean, better uh, lately. Yeah. yeah, and Max Crosby is is better than Chandler yeah. well, Jones. Max Crosby is excellent. Yeah. yeah, he's been doing it all year. Right, yeah. and I have, I have one. Well, I have one more. Now this one, I I have to push this a little bit more because um, even though y'all do talk about this, but I just gotta push this a little bit more with y'all. Okay, so I it is. I'm gonna tell you just how bad the wide receiver core is. I get the offensive line is bad. It is. It, it, it's horrendous. Trent Brown, I don't know what's going on, but, yeah, he looks bad. But I want you to know just how bad the wide receiver is, the core is. It's bad when you got a corner that's coming on the on the offensive side and he's better than your whole wide receiver core. No, Not, I, none of your receivers can even branch out, do over at least 1,000 yards. Yeah. You know I mean, it's just that bad. And free agency, you're going to lose. Let me see. You might lose Kendrick Bourne. Jacoby Myers might not want to come back and might want to get paid somewhere else. And Nelson Nelson, you already know what's going to happen with that. So yep. that leaves you with what? Devontae, Devontae Parker and yeah, the, the only guy that I know will be back next year is Thornton. Don't forget about Trey Nixon. <laughs> the only guy I know will be back next year is Thornton. <laughs> Yeah, really. Right. I mean, exactly. I mean, Bourne, Bourne and Parker will have a year left in their deals, but I don't think they're sure things. And the other two are pending free agents. You know, when we talk about okay, Patricia, if he's not there, that'll be the third OC in three years. What if it's a whole new wide receiving core for Mac? I mean, it's it's I'm, tough. I'm this is what this yeah. is what people talk about about ruining a quarterback. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a mess. Paul. I mean, a Paul Fred. It's just a mess. I mean, no matter how y'all try to explain it to us, y'all know it's a mess. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be something to talk about in the off season. I yeah, I do. Oh yeah. Can, can I ask you a question though, gentlemen? Yeah. Thanks, William. No, go ahead. Well, I'm sure you'll still listen. I just and I get his point about like, oh, it's it's annoying that you have a cornerback, but like, be con- contextual about who Marcus Jones was. Like, I mean, he is a punt returner. He is a like a guy that yeah, you drafted that you're like playmaker. It's not like you grabbed some guy who never played receiver. Like, and I I'm, I'm not and I understand what he's trying to say. I'm just saying it's not Troy. You Brown. can still be excited about Marcus Jones and you know and and what he's going to bring to this team. Like, yeah. I don't want to just like put him into like him being a sign of how everything's terrible. Like, this is one guy that that actually has some excitement around him right now on all sides of the ball. Yeah. Like, I, I think both of those because th- I'm with you're you. Right. Both as, as, are true. As both you know, I'm with yeah. you on the excitement of Marcus Jones. Right. And I right? get We've the point been that all of a sudden that. he comes in and but his it is a bad sign. is, 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 oh, yeah. is, is glaring. They, but they had to like do I th- it. I, I, like you could have Marcus Jones in the excitement that goes along with him and a, a really good wide receiver core. Right. But you're still working to find ways to get this electric player right. involved. Right. The fact that you have to do it yeah. with this core is a bad sign. And the fact that he's kind of like right now the only one doing things. Right. That's the that's the worst part, like you know. So, all right, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, more calls and emails here on Patriots Unfiltered. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official five G network of the New England Patriots. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, oh no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next for residential delivery only. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. 
Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment day in and day out to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season, and there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week, so head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. 
Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, oh no, replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next, for residential delivery only. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grillin' Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment day in and day out to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. 
There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now, great moments in history. You know what you do when you what don't can, really have anything tangible? You go on You go on things that are completely subjective. I, I think it's Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo. Well, understand. Yeah. I can't so argue, I can't argue with that. See, Paul, Paul, I, can't argue, I can't argue with Paul that because I have no of, idea. Paul makes fun of all the stats geeks unless... He I'm not making fun of. I'm not making. I, I didn't. I'm not giving you any stats. I'm giving you performance. That's what it's the what, other team moved the ball at will and scored points. At, that's all. That's at, not a stat. You think Green Bay you moved the ball at will from the second half on? Yes. Okay, but not the first half. No, right? they got off to a slow start offensively in the first half. <laughs> Why? The Patriots defense played well in the first half. There I said, is. go back and listen to and, the post game. And last show. week they put a game together where both halves they put. So they're getting better. They're getting better. Yeah, but you told me they got better in the Green Bay game. I think they were better in Green Bay than they were the week before. Right? Yes, we're, they okay. were. So they're getting better. They were, but they weren't better than they were against Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh stinks. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I do take some things into consideration. Who I think they were is. better than. Oh, I think they were better against Green Bay than they were against Baltimore. I oh, do. Okay. I do. Evidence of getting better? In the, I think they were better from Green Bay to Baltimore. Yeah. I don't think that the Baltimore and Green Bay games so were did better. They, get, so they weren't better in the Baltimore or Green Bay game close, than they were against close. Miami. Did, or Did they get better after Baltimore? In that after game. Baltimore, yes. I'd have to and say. And then from, they got better after that game. Right. But so they, they're getting better. But they got, I don't know. But, but they got worse. <laughs> Point Kirsch. That's another great moment from all right, back at Patriots Unfiltered, 855-PATS-500 is the <clears throat> ace ticket hotline. Much like a lot of the arguments that we have, time tends to work out in Paul's favor. That's, How's that Green Bay defense looking now? Green Bay hasn't scored 27 points in a game since. I was thinking of all the games this year. That's probably the only one I could realistically say I, th- I think they, they, they should have gotten that one. That's, that's a Green Bay game. Gotten. It's a yeah. bad team. Even that's, with Zappi. I, I mean, that's a, a factor, but... No, I'm talking about the points they allowed. I'm... I, I'm cutting a complete no. slack for not scoring more points. No, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like Zappy, third string guy, comes off the bench in the middle of the first quarter. I'm cutting well, them all I mean, slack for what, offense. What Paul is defense really do- did not play what great. Paul is really Bay. doing is he's proving my old point of you can't judge a schedule until the end of the season. And I've <laughs> and I've never really fought you. I on know, that. I know. Yeah, you we know? always think I, I. You can take these other things too, like. Right now, you can look at it and say, well, Detroit stinks. And I agree. You got them when they stunk. Right, right now, the Jets are getting them at a much different time than the Patriots did. Right. So, beginning of the season, if Detroit's at the end of your schedule, like, well, that's a win. Conversely. Not now. Conversely, the Patriots got Baltimore in week three. Right. 
you get Baltimore next week, much easier game than it was yeah. in week three. Right. Third string QB. Right. So it works both. Those are the things. Like the reason why you know if we sometimes you know bicker back. Yeah. It they all th- those generally even out. Yeah. You know the teams that you played that you thought were good at the time and then turn out to be not so good. Yep. And then the teams that you think stunk and weren't really impressed that turn out to be much better. Yeah. Yeah. They but, go. They go back and yeah. forth. I think, but I think everybody that had Detroit on their schedule, like, okay, that's that's a game that we should win. Could we? Could, yeah. we, could we talk some Uche? Is that? Could we and I do. And I do think that's a team. Well, we talked Uche like at length yesterday. No. No. Yeah. Well, you want to give ho- some more love? Go my ahead. My whole. My, well, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm going to cede the floor to Mike, and I'm going to because Fred. I don't think you're going to like what Mike has to say because we talk about the show I before know. the show. So but, go but, ahead, Mike. But you know, as as a radio veteran, Paul, you know that not everyone listens to every minute of every show. So we probably uh, have new audience today yeah, that well, well, we he, didn't have yesterday. He won AFC Defensive Player of the Week today, so right. you know, it is it is topical still. Yep. Um, I just was saying to Paul that I hope. You know, we're all being cognizant of where these stats came against and who they came against. And I'm, I'm look, I, production is production, and like I, I want to say that as the baseline. But at the same time, now this is the first time that this last game, first time in Josh Uche's career, he played more than fifty percent of the snaps in the game. First time, you know, sir. I think he is what he is. I think they certainly need him to continue this pace. But I also but, am just not. So Mike, you have to be, in, but you have to be encouraged though. Ten sacks in six games. So, Mike, when you say I mean, like who they good. come against, like what do you mean? Like, I'm curious. What do you mean? You know, well, specifically. Well, specifically, is backups. A lot of backups that, that yeah. he's been toasting, and, and you know, and sometimes some of these are, are uh, building on at the end of games when you know it's kind of already decided. Look, I, and I don't want to like turn this into a crusade that I hate Josh Uche. That's um, no, not how you sounded when you were talking <laughs> about the substance. You're, you're, but you're getting tired of sacks. Well, I'm just well. <laughs> <laughs> I love the joy you of sacks. You know what, Fred? It's a little more fun on the outside of these. <laughs> just to watch. I don't, You're just sick and tired squirm. of watching I like, I like sacks. I don't want to sack anymore. I like yeah. more when he wasn't playing. Uh, yeah. um, but, you know, I just look. It's fine. I just am not starting a, a parade for Josh Uche just yet. And I would say after I saw him talk, um, I think it was Friday, he did his press appearance. I went into the locker room talking um, to our guys and was like, he seems like he's going to like break Kyler Murray in half. Like He just seemed really focused for that. Whatever. Very serious. And, and he had a great game. But... I just I want to see him do it in these last four games. If he does it in these last four games, I'm all aboard the Josh Josh Uche hype train. I'm just still not convinced that he's anything more than a replaceable third down rusher. Yeah, I mean, you know me, I got finger wagged for saying that he was yeah, but kind of emerging as a closer. But, yeah, but I think if you're if let's just say you're the best third down rusher, like that's what you are. You know, you that's great. Yeah, I yeah, don't need him I'll to be any, that. I don't need him to be any more than that. I'll take. I that. think what Mike's point is, he went back and looked at it. And it is true. Like yeah. they faced a, a string of backups. Okay. And you know Christian Darrisaw didn't play. He got a sack off that side in the Minnesota game. It was a big play. Uh, Deion Dawkins didn't play against Buffalo. He got a sack, a big play uh, of Josh Allen, strip sack coming off that side. So he I think did, that's what Mike's point is. Yeah, he did what a good player should do against a backup. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now let's right. see so if let's he does see. it in the big let's games when we absolutely need him this week. Right. And now I would say, and, and and Bill, I would say, I would much rather have the one sack against Minnesota and the one sack against Buffalo that I've just talked about than the three sacks in the last five minutes last week. And and I think Bill said it, you know, after the game uh, in Arizona. You know, they talk about, you know, it's encouraging to see the young guys, you know, with production. He's like, yeah, it is great, but you know, let's see if they can do it. Yeah. Day after day, game after game, and you know, and, start and then we'll for start to look for them. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know if he meant like 
will start to look for them more or other teams will start to look That's for them. That's how I took it. The other yeah. teams will start yeah. to look for them and know right. what they can do and, and, then, and then start to and key off of them a little bit. And then can you keep doing it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I, I would throw Uche into that group. Even though he's been around a while, he really hasn't played consistently until this year. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and I think that this is the best production that he's had consistently. Oh. This stretch, oh, for sure. and I'm not talking about the number of sacks. I'm talking about the number of plays that he's yeah. shown yeah. up and played well. Yeah, you know, I I don't mean just the well, sacks. He, he doesn't get on, cause a penalty, getting kicked off the field like he was early in his career, or getting hurt. Or getting hurt. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder if if. if you know, your average offensive coordinator right now would tell you that, well, we need to have a plan for him. Like, I don't I, – I, I struggle to think that you – I mean, you definitely need to be aware of Judon, and I think we've seen that in the recent weeks. I but, don't know. Go back and look at the tape now of Uche. He's showing some really good, you know, moves going in. Like, yeah. he's fast. He's, he's played aggressive. well, Fred. I think – yeah. I, yeah. I mean, he no, got I'm the AFC player of the he, week. you got to be encouraged. I, I'm, I'm encouraged, but I, I – I'm not going to be surprised if he has zero sacks over these last four games. Well, and they happens. Go and they <laughs> yeah. But this is when we need you. Like, yeah. this is it. I'm, like, this I'm okay if he has line. zero sacks if all of a sudden Judon's back on the board. You know, or that's that's a fair you know, point. Aquale that's a fair a point. Couple, and if know? they're able to, as a team, yeah. rush suck it. Right. To me, it's more about how he plays. I want to see him play. If he doesn't get any sacks, but he, you know, like yeah. like I said, the best play that he made Saturday, uh, Monday night, Saturday night, Monday night was the play that he caused the interception. No sack on that play. Right, that was a big play. Like if I see if I see him good. around the quarterback consistently, but he doesn't quite get there. Yeah, you know, it, like Kirk Cousins got rid of the ball the other the, that night. Effectively, as a as good. a veteran quarterback, yeah. you know, I don't think he had all day to survey the field all night. I think he just was a better quarterback than what they normally face. Certainly better than Colt McCoy. Yeah, he did a good job. Eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline Web Radio at Patriots dot com. Let's go to Nat in Santa Cruz. What's up, Nat? Uh, hey guys. Hey, how hey. you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. 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 What's going uh, on? So I'm gonna camp by myself on something here, and uh, I actually am really excited about Mac getting worked up and yelling at Maddie P. So I hear the insubordination part that you guys are talking about. But I also saw Mac be this kind of like kick the dirt, salty, like. Yeah, that's what he was doing at the time. Yeah. That's basically what he was doing on the field, was kicking the dirt and sulking. Yep. Yeah, but at least he was like angry about it. Yeah. You like the fire. I'd like to see a little less anger and a little more production out of the offense. You you like the fire, but, you know. I think he's consistently angry all year. Matt, if you were the offensive coordinator, would you like your quarterback during a game to tell to go f yourself and at, shut the f up would you want him saying that to you from maddie p's perspective no i wouldn't but well, for any oc no, but, but any everybody OC. but everybody hates maddie p so yeah. they're taking the quarterback yeah any, at any oc i mean that's just not it's not constructive it's not helping anyone win that football game you know i, I hear you yeah i hear you on that but i also I also didn't know if Mac had that angry, fiery side to him. Yeah. So that was a big concern going into this year for me. Was like, yeah. okay. I don't know what people have, have been watching. That level. I think he has that in spades. I think he's that every game. Yeah. So you want to – let's just harness that. Let's harness that anger and turn right. it into energy. Right. It, and if they were – if he played better and the offense was more productive, <laughs> yeah. I'd, yeah. Over, I'd overlook it. I'd say it works for him. Yeah. Like it worked for McEnroe. Or Tom Brady. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I just see this as a step. Like, this was not a great, the best way for it to come out, but the fire is there, and okay. we're all seeing it. I, I, and so I think okay. it's a step in the right direction. He's no Joe Flacco. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. Mike sent me a, another, another thanks, one of Mike's texts at, at 1.30 in the morning was, I don't, I don't even know who that was, but someone on Twitter saying that he played great after that. And I was like, oh, you, you know, know, check stats. Uh, uh, didn't see the greatness after that. I, I'm but. glad you said that, Paul. So this is when you know, I got home and I was just, I literally just pulled up Twitter and there was a random account I don't even follow and had just had the video of it. And I was like, oh, and I, and I was like, oh, Paul, I can't believe I just saw it. And so I was just like, I'm going to send the tweet to Paul. And then I like read what says below the tweet and it's like really kind of glowing a Mac and I'm like, Paul's gonna think I'm sending him thinking nah. that, and, and Paul's gonna get so sidetracked getting mad at this guy for saying Mac played well. It's, I'm just trying to send no, you the video. <laughs> I'm just saying I think it what, what it is is what I just said to Nat. I, I, I think that people have decided that the, the sole problem is Matt Patricia. So everybody is gonna just say right. that, that yeah. he's right. See, he 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 should be doing Here's that. all like, the great things Matt can do. Look, there's and, glimpses of it. And again, I don't think it's the end of the world that Mac lost his composure and snapped. I don't think it's the end of the world. Again, if they played better all year and he had these occasional outbursts, I'd say, well, it works for That's him. just the way he is. That's the way. You know, he gets a little fiery and he responds. I don't think they played better after that, that point. They scored 10 points in the first half, 10 points in the second half. They didn't do anything really better. And the biggest play was a 44-yard run. Right, like I, I just, I don't see the, you know, like after that, after that outburst, right? He, he, like he ran. <laughs> that was like a forty-four yard run, and they settled for a field goal. Like after this outburst that he supposedly responded to, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I like, where is the evidence that it was like what a response by I didn't, the offense? Right. I, I really don't want to go into a comparison with Brady right now of just. Not play, but just that kind of like sideline antics, sideline things that Brady used to do. Um, Brady scares me. And I think like when he gets mad and he wants you to play better, there's just a sense of like, oh, God, I'm really not. Like it's like right. your dad is mad at you. Because he's earned that respect. Yeah, and that's, and that's why I know that this isn't a fair comparison and I hesitate to bring it up. But at the same time, I just as for me personally, I just didn't really respond to how Mac handled that situation and I didn't find myself saying like I want to play better I was just like why is he whining like what is he doing like it wasn't and when you see it with Brady and and other quarterbacks I just feel like there's a sense of we aren't doing our job for this guy right now and we need to pick it up and you know and and maybe I'm reading way too much into this but I just I didn't get that vibe from from Mac at all and anything I just I thought was kind of annoying and I'm really I'm not overreacting to you know a bad moment like that, that that's fine. I I just think it's something to to remember and keep an eye on and watch. I don't think it's something new from him. Unlike Nat, like you know, this is a step. I didn't know we had this fire. I mean, I can give you countless examples of of him not to that extent, like you know, directed toward. But you know, the the banging of the the thigh pads after bad play, like the emotion. You see that every game. Yeah, every game from him, and even if it wasn't demonstrative, fire, I see, like, I see a little too much fire at times. I don't know which practice it was. It was a few practices, at least, into training camp where we had started to at least see a trend of like the offense just can't do anything. And there was one particular press conference where he wasn't. It wasn't the 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 demonstrative kind of hitting or pointing or anything like that, but it was the same energy of him of just being very very frustrated. Well, and, well think about it. 
I mean, we've all played sports, right? Not at that level, obviously, but we've well, all played I sports have. where we had a coach. And I don't care, like, what level it is. Think about what you must think of your coach that you feel it's okay to say, shut the F up and go F yourself. Would you have ever said to your coach, maybe you've thought it, but would you have ever said that to any of your coaches? Would it stun you to learn that even I have never done that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. I've never done right, it. Right, right. So, like, I get it. It's the pros. But you have to – You ha this is evidence of something that's going on that goes far beyond just being fiery in a game. Yeah. This is a lack of respect for your coach that didn't just manifest itself in the moment. He must have felt it's okay for me to say this to this guy. That articulates what my thought is. Yeah. On this. Like in a nutshell, in this this individual thing is not a huge deal to me, but I think it, what it speaks is to what Fred just said. Yeah. So again, I'd love to hear the story of the 2022 season when it's all said and done. You know, <laughs> a hell of a story. Yeah. Um, Will it? Probably not. Well, you just. I think it'd be as boring as the vast majority of the games have been. Well, and the offense again wasn't really productive. It's one thing to like. <laughs> I just want to know who really thought what about whom. <laughs> yeah, you won't remember this, Fred. Mike might because he was a psycho fan like I was. But like, it was like the '91 season, maybe the Dick McPherson, the first Dick McPherson season with Hugh Millen. Mm -hmm. You know, they weren't very good. That was a bad team. I think they went six and ten. It wasn't a good team, but every game was kind of riveting. Yeah. Like every game they either won it at the end or had a chance to win it at the end and couldn't finish it. And it was like a, a, an exciting, compelling season. Now, it was another one of those back to the ESPN films, uh, you know, the wrap up of the season where you're like, oh, Hugh Millen, yeah. we're going to be good next year. And they went 2 and 14 the next yeah. year, and, yeah. you know, everything, everybody got blown out. Um, but this year, it's been one slog of a game after the next yeah whether it was the jets 10 to 3 or the colts game that no one could move the ball or the bills game on the thursday night where the you know the bills just kind of kept you at arm's length all night boring 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 games. ravens that was the only one the right? ravens, ravens game had some excitement and I mean, the green bay o game had some green bay yeah, the Green Bay had some like excitement. Week, two, week three, many yeah. months ago many yeah. moons but the vast majority i mean they've played 13 games now i would say Eight or nine of them were kind of dull. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Todd's in North Carolina. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. I'm curious. Has Is Dietrich Wise hurt? No. No. He is not nope. on the injury He's report. He's been no. neutralized. He's regressed yeah. to the mean. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually kind of positive about the, uh, the defense right now because I think Barmore should be able to come back. Is it this – no, it's next week, right? No, it could be this week. He's we'll eligible find out today this week. if he's even out there in practice, and we don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know okay. if he traveled. Okay. I think that with Barmore and then you've got, like, Wise, Ute, and Judon, that's a, that's a core for your line. That's a, that's a nice start. I'm not sure if it's going to be, you know, able to put us past the Bills, but it might make us competitive with, say, Cincinnati, Miami. I well, yeah, That's I mean, awesome. will Barmer be fit? Will be he be ready to play? Like, I don't know how long it's going to take him to like be football ready. I, you know, he's been out for a while, right? I mean, but just as an interior pass rusher, throw him out there for fifteen yeah. snaps, and he can be, you know, give you something. Yeah, I guess. I guess you know. I but, mean, I'd rather have him out there, but yeah. I, I'm not in anticipating him wreaking havoc in yeah. the last month. To your point, Freddie's done very little over the last eight no. weeks. Yeah. 
And I mean, and we'll just I, with the defense, we'll see. Well, at these what was four the games. Knee, right? Knee. Yeah, I think it was like kind of a lingering thing. Yeah, like he was I trying to play through. Yeah, it he it. had it, and then he played again in Cleveland, I think, and then he heard him, it again, and, and that was it. Down and, yeah, and try to get him right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Uh, all right. Thanks, Todd. Uh, go to Mark and Everett. What's up, Mark? <laughs> What's up, guys? You know Paul Perillo? <laughs> Of course he Paul does. Perillo, hey, uh, did you go to Carter or did you go to G.G. Hamilton? Which high school did you go to? <laughs> no, 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 a little school when you were a little kid. I grew up in Everett, too. But oh, I went, to the, I went to the center school. Oh, center school, that's right. Center was brand new when I was young. I went to G.G. Yeah, I was... Hey, th- Fred, is it okay for calling you Mr. Original? Sure. <laughs> that's Mr. fine. Mr. Oh, Original. Right, Mr. It's better than Mr. Unlimited. Yeah, yeah. Just one thing about Mac Mr. Jones. Really? Don't you guys agree? He's got no pocket presence whatsoever. I watched him the other day. He's running from clean pockets into traffic instead of just looking downfield. I mean, you can't coach pocket presence. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I Evan Evan pointed out a play that I was looking at, the one where he threw the interception. I thought that he just held on to the ball just a beat too long after he stepped up and avoided pressure. Mm-hmm. And Evan's point was, when you step up, step up hard. So that would have given him an extra step or two to have time to hit an open Thornton, who was wide open on that play. Well, you know, has there ever been a play that a guy wasn't wide open that poor, no, but poor Mac didn't? The video miss? shows it. I mean, you know, you got to give him credit. The video shows that that's know, where he was guys, looking. There are guys open every play. I we know, know that, but, they, but like it's hard. I it's know, not but, an easy thing to but do. But the guy was open. If he had stepped up or th- a little bit more faster or gotten the ball away a little quicker, that's a big play. That's a twenty, at least a twenty-yard play it, to Thornton. It, and there was a few plays, a few plays where the pocket was clean, but he was feeling unimaginary pressure yeah. and spread it out to the right. Well, there was one, there was one very blatant example of that where he sort of cut inside a guy that kind of wasn't there, and then had to Correct. run for his life and throw it away. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think drifting into pressure is an issue. Yeah. Okay, Mark. Th- right. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think his pro- his pocket presence was better last year. I do too, and that's why I wonder. I mean, I, I clearly would look to the offense, the offensive design, and how you know, and and I mean also the trust of the protection. But it's just right. weird for a rookie to come in and maybe like I think what we were saying, kind of joking. You don't know what you don't know. You come from Alabama. You think every quarterback gets all kinds of time, and then all of a sudden you're playing behind a, a, an inconsistent offensive line that's cutting guys loose early in the season, and you don't trust them anymore. And then you get into your own head. And yeah, but I think it's I think it's true. I think he's been you know drifting into pressure sometimes, which is just why did you go yeah. to the like you you had you had an open spot in the pocket that I felt like last year he would have he would have taken. Yeah. Eldred's in North Carolina. Hey, Eldred. Hey, fellas, how y'all doing? Doing all right, Elder. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, they keep showing that uh, that F-bomb drop like every other 20 minutes on NFL Network. <laughs> and I'd be laughing, burn. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, well, it's bad. But then again, uh, I agree with you, uh, Paul. You got to blame both. You know, you ain't playing well, and you got a first-time office coordinator that really don't know how to do that. So, you know, you're going to get some friction. Because you also mess with people's money and, and career, to be honest with you. That's why I'm worried about the offseason. If uh, Bill don't hire nobody, and, uh, and what you call it, the OC, I don't care who you offer a first-round draft pick to, if they ain't got a chance of winning, you know, they might somebody, if they come for the money, they're just going to play for the money. They yeah. ain't going to put 100%, 100% in it, you know. 
unless you get a, a real offensive coordinator or something, you know, like that. But that's it. But my question is, who's the 6'2 cornerback that they signed to the practice squad the other day? Is he is he reliable or is he uh, – I know he's been in the league for about a couple of years. Can he play or what? Uh, no, Mike. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason Where's why been... in the middle of the season you're able to put him on your practice squad. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have my. You don't know. I'm I'm waiting for because... Mike. He's my practice squad expert. <laughs> I because uh, I don't go out there anymore. I don't. I'm not used to see these guys. Yeah, I, I, I did think that they you know they sort of switched some things up at times. I thought the other night with coverage because I thought Marcus Jones got caught with with Hopkins a couple of times and. They got away with it because uh, you know the throw was too deep and he yeah, was out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. And then you saw Sean Wade um, for a couple of plays. I mean, I don't think Sean Wade played extensively, um, and Marcus Jones did. But I, I, I thought that was a probably a nod to the size difference uh, with with Hopkins and, and Marcus Jones. Uh, Sean yeah, Wade, because, uh, what did he play? Yeah, just yeah, eight, just eight uh, plays. Corey oh. got that pass off. That'd been a touchdown to Hopkins. So he had Jones beat. Jones looking in. Oh, on the interception, you know, yeah, on the interception, that was yeah. a that was a problem. That's that why I say touchdown. Uche's I mean, play. That's a huge play. Not only you end up causing an interception, but you may very well have prevented a touchdown. Yeah, that's true. But fellas, y'all have a good one. All right, thanks, Aldrin. Thanks, Biggie. Appreciate the call. Uh, Johnson Duxbury. Hey, John. Hi, gentlemen. I'm going to apologize for my voice. I've been sick. Okay. Uh, I I didn't get the snap totals. Did um. Aguilar play more than uh, Bourne, more snaps. Uh, I, I can give you that yeah, uh, right here. Right in the same vicinity. Uh, okay. Aguilar played 57 plays. Bourne played 42. Okay. So, yes. So, uh, Aguilar played Bourne 97% to 71%. Two blocks, including the one that uh, uh, on that Pierre Strong run, uh, the 40-yard-plus run. So, I, I don't know what uh, seems to be the problem. I don't know why they're wasting their time with Aguilar. The few times he catches the ball, he can't hold on to it. Yeah, and Bourne was so, much better in the game than, than Aguilar, that's for sure. Yeah. And jo- John o. Smith, how, how quickly can we get rid of this guy? This guy's <laughs> I, like a complete buck. I don't think you can do no. it next year unless you want to swallow some cap dollars. Yeah. It is amazing yeah, well, how, like, they're gonna have to they don't do anything. I would. I would. Catch and block. If they don't think he's part of the, the you know, the, the solution, then yeah. I, I would move on. I mean, right. I can't believe. Oh, I ahead. thought after this year, yeah, I thought after this year that his contract was uh, at the point where you could get rid of him and not take too much of a hit. I think that's Henry's, but they gave. I think it was four four years, fifty million. I mean, it was him and Judon were kind of the the crown jewels of that class. Well, I, I I like Henry. Yeah. So all right, great talking to you. Merry Christmas, everybody. All right, thanks, John. You too, John. Do you all think? Right. Uh, do you, I mean, is it being talked about enough that they got to make a decision on Mac Jones year five after next year? Like, how big next year is going to be in terms of making kind of a decision? Well, on Mac? you're going to get you're going to get 2023 price if you extend them instead of 2025. It's just going to be a little less expensive. Just, but I mean, just in terms of sample size, like I mean, this is you're you're going to have to start to plan after next season a little bit with yeah. how you feel about Mac. You could, yeah. And you know, and I, and I just of all his warts, and I think he does have, he does have warts. You know, I just I, I still don't think he's gotten you know a, a, a fair chance. I just hope next year he gets a fair chance that you know we at least go go in feeling like he's in a better position to show what he yeah. has or doesn't have. I right? think it's over 19 million dead cap if you cut him. Yeah, next you year. would think like. Point. 
you know, when they do the 22 personnel and John Smith's in there blocking, you know, like one of those times where he blocks and then leaks out and you hit him for a big play, you know, but like they don't even look at that. I mean, two know? targets, I think. I mean, he had that one awkward kind of drop. And yeah, then, well, the ball was a bad throw, wasn't it? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but I agree with Mike. It just, just doesn't like it looked the awkward. whole operation. Yeah, not, anything no. going to him, it just, just doesn't just look like right. It. I've seen him throw some bad balls to Ramondre Stevenson, and he like reaches behind his head and catches him with one hand. Yeah, you know. Uh, Ford in Savannah, Georgia. Pu with PP and Deuce <laughs> is brought to you by Soap with a Slot. Keep yourself <laughs> clean after listening to this dirty, dirty podcast. <laughs> nice. Uh, can you explain to me why these spoiled fans believe getting rid of the best coach to ever do it would make the team better? Getting rid of Brady was a mistake. Getting rid of Bill, getting rid of Bill would be also be a mistake. Two wrongs don't make a right. If they could do, if they could, could you see him going to the Chargers or somewhere similar and winning a Super Bowl? Who? Bill. Bill. I don't. Okay. I mean, it's just you just hang it up. You think? Oh no, I don't. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Check out, I guess. All right. I, I was just, you know, we, this is year three. I mean, I, you know, like, look, I, I love watching Bill Belichick. I have so much admir- admiration as a coach. But, like, you know, it's just it's, at a certain point you have to decide how many 500 football seasons do you want. And do you are you willing to take a chance on a young coach? And, we you know, we always bring up, like, you know, everyone's, well, who would you want? If I said two years ago I wanted Nick Sirianni, would anyone have said, well, that's a good choice? You'd be like, who? What? No, stupid. Yeah. But new coaches do come up. Well, the, and the thing that makes it difficult with Bill is, you know, if you're sitting back, if you're the crafts and you're sitting back, okay, what's holding us back? What has kept us from, you know, being better over the last three years and, next, and what we need to do to get better? You know, you, even if you say, okay, it's personnel. Well, that's Bill too. Right. You know, and you're not going to be able to say, well, Bill, we want you to coach, but we're bringing in someone to pick the players. Not gonna happen. It's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's the whole thing. Yeah. And it's, you have to decide if you think – and I don't have the answers to this. I'm not an expert. I'm not one of these guys that, uh, you know, knows better than the coaches. There's a lot of media guys that know better than the coaches. I'm not one of them. But you have to decide, are the schemes and whatnot, the operation, what the NFL is? Is that like is that the, the way the NFL is, is geared now? Is that the best way to move forward? Like, you have to figure those things out. Like, to Mike's point, I think he, he brought this up on Sunday about, I mean, on Monday, about Nick Sirianni. And I, I, it's not my job to identify who that next guy is, but I think the need for a, like an innovative offensive mind that is more in tune with the current concepts that are coming out of college now not, not is, just, is necessary. And not just the concepts, the players. The, who are the players? Personnel is going to be an issue, but like you yeah. say this all the time, Fred, nobody gets the personnel part of it right all the time. But, but I mean mindset, like these young kids, what are they like? What you know, like, sure. like I, I, I has attitudes changed? I think he does all right with that. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think that Bill, as a seventy-year-old guy, I think is does yeah. a better job yeah. with sort of embracing yeah, the he, new age and technology. And, and he said, "I yeah. have to adjust." He said that years ago. But yeah. I, I think that he has a little bit of a disdain for the college offense that he used to talk about a lot, yep. not as much anymore because I don't think he talks about it as much anymore because he understands that this is now what's happening in the NFL. Right. And I don't think he is as in tune with it as, as some others. So if you want to keep him, I think you need to pair him with somebody that is a little bit more in tune with it. Yeah. I, I'm not ready to tell you that I think we should move on. I just don't think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like this whole notion that like he's the greatest coach of all time. Yes. There's a lot of greatest coaches of all time that you have to move on from. 
like like Landry and Noel and and, and all the rest of these I, great. I coaches. just I just have yet to hear a realistic name, right? That well, I mean, you'd replace well, him. One with. probably doesn't. Well, I think Sean Payton is a realistic name that you could replace him with. You, you do. don't like Sean Payton? That's yeah, fine. I yeah. Uh, like, I I think Sean Payton is an excellent coach. I just think, from my perspective, I've kind of made peace with the GM part of it. Um, it's been a little bit better. It hasn't been good enough, but you know, it is what it is. It comes with a package. I I would just say when you think of this is going to be a team, any sport, with the best coach around. What would you expect of that team? And when I start to say answer that question, I, I'm, seeing, I'm not seeing those things in this team. I'm seeing a team yeah. that beats itself. I'm seeing a team that can't correct penalties. I'm seeing a team that I'm not sure everybody's this completely po- bought in. This is my point about like the, the greatest coach is exactly what Mike is just talking about. Yeah, <clears throat> no one has a resume like Bill Belichick's. No one does. So if that's the the be all end all, then we're never going to make a move until he decides I'm not going to coach anymore. Whoa. But uh-huh. I think what 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 Mike is telling you is there are signs that it hasn't been the same the last three years, and it's not just like personnel. Like I I know the draft is very important, but that to me is different than personnel. Me too. Yeah. Like you draft, you're going to draft a class every year, and some of those guys are going to hit, some of them are not. They're going out and targeting guys in free agency that are NFL players, and I think for the most part, get it wrong. Like, they they still don't really want to do the money that it takes to, to do that, which I think is antiquated because the cap is rising so great that it's not as prohibitive as it was 15 years ago to waste $20 million in cap dollars on a wide receiver. Instead, they want to do... Ten million in cap dollars on two wide receivers who can't play as well as that twenty million dollar guy, and that's always been the way that they do it. And I think it's Bill's philosophy. Yeah, like it's it's you know ponies over the horse, quantity yeah. over quality. And, and, and another piece of mine for me is getting better at the end of the year. You've been coaching these this team for how many months? At the end of the year, another in November and December, like a, a, the best coach team, they're going to be they're going to be better at the end of the season than they were at the beginning. And you're going on since 2018. This is four seasons now where it, it looks worse. It gets yeah. worse at the and end. And I will speak for Mike because Mike and I talk about the situation a lot. We don't want to move on. We're not ready to say that he can't do it anymore. we got to get rid of this guy. He's a dinosaur. I just think it's worth talking about some of these other things that Mike just brought up. Those are not cheap shots. Like late, late collapses, sloppy penalties, very inconsistent special teams, all things that we used to tie to the greatness of Bill Belichick, right? The middle class, that's why they win. Okay. But you know, but th- th- I, those I like things schooler. aren't strengths anymore. <laughs> He's good. I do like school. Who? Schools. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, like, this is my point. That, I mean, that, that illustrates my point perfectly. You're still doing it yeah. the way you've always done it. But you don't have somebody that you used to have. Yeah. So instead of going twelve and four or better every year, you're five hundred every year. Uh, Nate in Northeast Pennsylvania, two questions for you guys. Uh, possible conspiracy-ish thought. Oh. One, we all know that Bill lays into players pretty hard during film review for poor play execution and other mistakes. Do you think that Bill is equally as brutal on coaches in private meetings for the coaching errors or poor play calls that we've seen over the last few weeks? That's the first question. Uh, I, I would say yes. Yeah, so I, just I, out of curiosity, what are the coaching errors that we've seen over the last few weeks? Oh, we wouldn't know what they are, but he would. Like, we, like we don't really know if they are or not, but he knows if they're coaching errors. Not getting the plan on time? Yeah. That would be something that I think he was very critical of Monday. Yeah. Publicly. Mm-hmm. 
We need to get the plays in on time. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Like, so Patricia I'm sure that ca- I'm sure that Patricia heard about yeah, that. Somebody yeah, somebody caught heat for that. Right? But I'm talking yeah. about on the field, like, what, like the wide receiver coach isn't responsible for things that happen during the course of the game in general. Like, what what are the coaching errors that we're talking about? That's, I don't know communication on the offensive line. To me, the coaching right. errors yeah. are handing the ball off in the, in the last play of the first half when you're already in field goal range instead yeah. of that. That's a build decision. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure, like, when he says we need to coach better, he probably like, includes I, himself. I like in where that. you're going with this, though. I, I mean, I think it's a good I just like, it's a good way to drill down. I, 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 again, I know I, I'm a broken record. I get it. I, but, like, Bill can do no wrong. Like, you just illustrated about 15 different things that haven't been as great the last three years as they used to be that were Bill-related. And, you know, we're talking about does Bill, you know, get on the coaches? The false starts and all these things, these aren't, like, that's the players in him. Like, the structure of your team is is the head coach and then the players not executing. Like, I'm not telling you that there's never been a bad play call offensively or defensively, but the game plans and the way it's set up, they didn't throw 12 screens the other night because Matt Patricia decided that's that that's what we're doing. Right is my point, I guess. Yeah, I I, I think the, to Paul's point too. Like, and I think back to the to the '09 documentary where you actually saw Bill in the room. That's where he said, "You get up on Welker, you take away Moss deep, and we're done." You know. So, but I also think that there's an element of being a head coach that you're in it with the assistant coaches and you do have to take responsibility for them. And you can't just sit there and chew out, like to your point, Paul, the wide receiver coach about, you know, not coaching up a guy. Like if a guy is unprepared, maybe. Right. But, you know, overall, just little in-game decisions. It's players That's making a good example. dumb mistakes. That's a good example. If you have like a backup that has to go in the game and he's just woefully unprepared, that's on the position coach. Your job is to get all your players ready to go. What about, if they just don't know what they're doing, that's on the coach. Well, what about like, you know um, – Substitution problems, like yep. you know, certain situational. Yeah, that can be on assistant coaches. Again, that probably preparation. You know, yeah. like something where you're yeah. not ready to go. You don't know right. what what's gonna who what that we're, we're gonna match with their personnel if they go on yeah. eleven. We're going with this, like that. I kind think of. that's a that's a fair thing to to like that. That to me is like getting the play in on time. You yeah. have to get your personnel groups in on time and and the right ones for the right situation. Uh, I still feel like Kendrick Bourne needs to be utilized more. The diving sideline catch for a first down this past Sunday was a sneaky clutch play. Last season, he was Mac's second favorite target behind Myers. Considering the off-field problems he's had with coaches, what chances do you give Bourne being the t- on the team next year? 50-50. I mean, I, I, they don't have a lot of depth. And I, and, yeah. I, and I also speak to Mac guys that you, you, don't, you don't need to cut Kendrick Bourne. So is, are you going to upset the apple cart with How Mac even work, more? Though? You know, what I, do you mean? Like, he's a Mac guy. Does that mean he's gone? <laughs> like it's a balancing act, I mean, because you can't just say, "Oh, Mac likes players X Y Z. We're resigning X Y Z." But you right. also have the balance of, "Well, we're going to let there's, Jacoby there's, walk." There's strength in numbers, there, right. and if I get rid of the guys that are with him, we can start again yeah. with new guys. Yeah, I think it's fifty-fifty. I think the it. reason why I would say fifty to stay that high is because of what Mike said. I just think that depth is an issue. And I have seen a lot of these examples over the years. Fred, we can count them, you know, whether it's high profile guys like Ty Law or Logan Mankins, like you, you like oh, that guy's just play, that guy's played his last game as a Patriot. Well, what do you say? I said, what's up, Bill? You know, Ty, right. you know, like 
I've seen so many of these things right. play out, and you think there's no way Bill's ever going to have that guy back, and there he is. Yeah. Yeah. The next year, he's back. Hey, I could see that with Kendrick Bourne. What was after 09, though? Because I, I, I do get a little bit of an 09 vibe with this team of I just can't get this team to play the I way do I too. want. I think it's a very you know, good And point. I know that there was a um, the, the little crew, right, that was late for practice. I mean, I think that there was like a little dissension yeah. squad Dale within Thomas, the locker Thomas, Gary Guyton. Sh- Sean Springs, I think, was Sean in the dissension Springs, squad as yeah. well. And uh, the defensive lineman, Derek Burgess. And so they wow, just, that's a great memory, Paul. Dayless Thomas. I hate you. I barely oh, remember boy. Sean Springs, but Derek Burgess. Wow. That was I mean, I think they got him like maybe late in either oh. before Dayless Camp Thomas or like out of the, the line about uh, Jetsons. Yeah. What what is this, the Jetsons? Jetsons? And so when they got out of that season though, they cut a bunch of those guys, right? Like, I mean, they pretty much. Yep. All the, and that was a bad mix. Was they any had, of that really surprising, though? Like, I mean, uh, Daly's Thomas was. I, did they cut no. him after oh nine? That, that may have been his last yeah. year. Oh seven, oh eight, oh nine. That may he have been his have last year. Um, but that mix. No, you didn't know it beforehand, but you could see it. Like there was games. They had some bad guys in that team. Brandon McGowan was a bad fit um, in that locker room. Um, they had. You you could see it, and Fred Fred and I and Andy at the time would talk about little things that you'd see in the locker room. You're like, that's not Patriots like stuff. Like I remember Sean Springs, like just unabashedly throwing, I, and I forget who it was, but throwing a safety under the bus on a play that he got beat deep. Yeah, it's like looking at the guys, like yeah, I was supposed to have help deep there or something like that. And I was like, what? things that you never finger pointing, you. just like this year. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they know our plays. Um, I know I'm reading. You know what I mean? This Same is, stuff. This is still Nate. I know I'm reading way too much into this, but I find it curious okay. how Mac refers to Matt Patricia as Matty P. I'm sure it's just a nickname type relationship they share, but you don't see any other coaches referred to by anything other than Coach Blank by any of the players, including Mac. Is there a lack of respect for Matty P.? <laughs> that that's not true. No, I think I'd be more thrown off if he was calling him Matt. <laughs> I think everybody I've heard calls him calls him Matty P. I mean, I guess yeah. Bill, but I think they 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 just call Mayo Mayo, right? Yeah, I, I don't, don't even think they call him Coach. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't think that any players in general only refer to their coaches as Coach. Yeah, I've heard them call him by names for all the time I've been here. Even Bill. Yeah, they, they call even him Bill, Bill. A lot yeah. of times they call Bill. Yeah, go ask Bill. Yeah. Go ask Bill. Corey, Corey Dillon. Now, that's not a good example because that was disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ask Bill. I don't give a bleep. <laughs> Only guy that ever scared me in the locker room. Like, yeah. legitimately scared me from my life. <laughs> Ted Washington was as intimidating as they come. Yeah. Corey Dillon frightened me. Uh, James Pettigrew, the most interesting Patriots fan in the world, writes in, given the change of preseason and how much time you get with the players in season, is Bill the coach not able to influence players as much as he did back in the day with the two-a-days and the Giants? Nah. It's, it's the same with everybody. Yeah. It's not like yeah. we get and, less and than I, any I, other team. I mean, Matt Light thinks that's why the, the league in yeah, general like, has I, gone down. And I do well, think that, that there's a point there, but I don't think that it's it's you know hampering the ability of coaches to you know put their mark on their teams. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's – I mean, I, I can understand the point because you think your coach is better than everybody else's, so his lost time with the team affects him more. Mm-hmm. But I think you can just as easily make the counter-argument to that with – He's better than everybody else, so he shouldn't yeah. need as much time. Right, right. And there's and there's still so many 
so much time in the day. Like, how much is it is actually working with the guys? How much is it of coming up with it and, you know, having that yeah, to be and, able and to know of, what to do? One of Bill's strengths in the past, one of his superpowers was adjusting to, uh, you know, different circumstances. And, you know, so if there was anyone in Bill's prime that could take a change and adjust it in their favor, like find the silver lining, find a way, a loophole, find yeah. a, a way to, like, make it work in your advantage it would be bill yeah i mean I, i'd probably on that specific instance i'd probably go into a little bit of having experience with a certain quarterback for a long time and knowing together what to do against certain things that are happening uh, when you have that experience with somebody you know you can reach into that I mean, we've talked about it all the time of hey remember this we did this against this and they're doing this right now so let's go to that um but it's you know, I, just, I think it's easy just to say, well, he's the greatest coach of all time. And, well, are the Patriots the greatest coach team in the NFL right now? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that's what I said. If you just go by that, you'll never even contemplate making any moves. Yeah. And I think Robert Kraft doesn't operate that no. way. I think he, Robert Kraft is always wondering, how can I get better? Yep. Uh, Neil in New Brunswick, John o. Smith charges $288,000 to our cap per reception this year. <laughs> Next year at his current cap hit, it will be 587000 per reception. That's got to be one of the worst free agent signings in the history of the NFL. I really hope Mr. Kraft still has the pulse of his team's fan base. If we continue to play like we did Monday, we're probably an 8-9 team with furious fans who are getting tired of waiting for a contender. It is not even Super Bowl or bust. It's just give us a team that we believe could compete and be entertaining. Bill needs someone to be his GM. If I had the power to change one thing about this team, it would be to hire a GM, not to hurt Bill, but to help him. It's actually childish that Bill can't let anyone else in his sandbox. What would you be your one change if you had the power? Yeah, but I think, like Paul said, bring in, bring in some young minds, young, you know, offensive mind that gives you some excitement that yeah. Max found something that, you know, a guy that's innovative and interesting and, you know, and I, but I mean, they're not going to make that guy OC. So, I mean, I'd even just be like slightly intrigued if they made him the quarterback's coach or, you know, just right. had some kind of pl person on this on the staff where you felt like, hey, they're stocking the shelves for guys that are going to be here for a little bit that can develop, you know, and that, and I mean, you know, to be honest, I mean, I want. Belichick's knowledge to be passed along, just not as a Patriots fan, but as you know, football fan. The more people that get to work with him, and you know, I mean, just you know, going back last week, Kingsbury talking about you know he's here a year, but he still looks at it as like a year that he like learned how to play football. And he said, and I grew up around coaches, so you know, just the amount of respect that people have for you know him and the job he's done. It's uh, you know, I I I I am still you know aware of that, and, and you know, hope he can. Hope he can pass it along to others. Christian the Cuban from Charlotte, North Carolina. I was a Bill defender until up to the Bills game. <laughs> I think Bill going to bring back Matty P again and still not go get a stud either. I think he means is going to. Bill is not going to go get a stud wide receiver, and he's not going to draft that stud. He doesn't believe in that. Three years is enough for me, and I think a lot of the fan base, and we need a change if we want to catch up with the league. Personally, I would love Flores to be the next head coach. And P.S. I think you need to make another poll regarding the coach and put me down for a new one, please. Well, that would be more of an off-season thing, I think. <laughs> um, Flores, like, like everyone thinks that Flores is this great coach. I don't know about that. I think Flores was overrated at Miami. Yeah, as a head coach. Yeah, right. I think yeah. he did a good job, but I think we're sort of uh, influenced by the fact that he owned the Patriots. Yeah. But he didn't own everybody else. Yep, is the problem. I mean, they lost like seven in a row last year with, yeah. uh, you know, bad teams they lost to along the way. 
So Mike got a chance to answer that. I thought the the previous email was excellent, and Mike got a chance. If you could change something, you said a young, innovative offensive mind. I think that's a great suggestion. To me, uh, I have something a little bit more, um, like I guess, subjective and outside the box. It's just like more along the lines of what this emailer just talked about, a change in philosophy as to what Bill thinks you need, and like this change in economic philosophy i would say you don't have to spend more money because it's the cap you're spending the same amount of money but the the unwillingness to get the star because he costs too much and you don't want one guy taking up that much yeah that like philosophy i wish could change yeah you know i i wish i didn't think well if mac jones pans out we're never going to give him 40 million a year because we don't believe in that I wish I didn't think like that. Right. But that's how I think. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would change if I could change anything. Bill can stay, and Bill can stay as the GM. I just wish that he would be more open to the the economics of the changing economics of the game. Yeah. You know, Paul, I was just thinking a little bit about, you know, and, and we've talked about this before of, of not really having respect for the college game or, you know, just maybe being dismissive of that. I kind of tie it, too, to, like, the defensive philosophy where – you, you don't really try to match speed with speed. You try to get big, tough NFL players to beat up on these little college rinky-dink systems. You know, like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it seems like they, they, they don't really respect it, and they just want to out-physical those teams, and I just don't think they can well, well, out-physical well, them. Well, they can't anymore because of the rules. They try to fool you. You used to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's see if I can confuse. <laughs> like, I'm not going to just try to, like, blitz and get the quarterback off his spot and do that kind of stuff. I'm not going to lock up with my best cornerback anymore. Uh, you know, that, no, uh, no, I'm going I'm to fool him. I'm going to bait him. And then you see, like, Colt McCoy, a journeyman stiff, who's like 15 games under 500 in the handful of games that he started, going up and down the field on you in the first half. Like, what are we doing? Uh, Emerson, uh, Nolan writes in, this Sunday's game against the Raiders is the definition of an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. A team that physically pukes all over themselves and can't keep a lead goes up against a team that physically can't play from behind. A truly intriguing edge-of-your-seat showdown can't for the life of me see why the NFL flex the game out of prime time. Jokes aside. Mike and I talked about that upstairs, too. Jokes aside, I love Marcus Jones. I think he's been the best rookie so far for the Patriots, but I want to see him in punt returns and at corner. He's certainly explosive, but I don't understand why we have to have Marcus going in motion across the formation and running routes at receiver when they just drafted a wide receiver in the second round that was supposed to be that kind of threat. Why aren't they scheming up Taekwon to do that? Uh, I know he had a few catches Monday, but they don't seem to do anything different to get him in space where he can be dangerous. We shouldn't need a rookie cornerback stepping into that role as exciting as he may be. I'm still rooting for the Patriots to make the big playoff push and to get it together, but it's just so hard to watch this year. Love the show, and if I don't talk to you guys before, then have a very happy holiday. Thank you. Yes. Can I play devil's advocate with that Marcus Jones thing a little bit? Sure. Please. What did they do to get Marcus Jones in space? They run, put him in yeah. motion. A lot of motion. Yeah. How'd they get him in space? They well, threw the ball to him. I well, think. he's fast. I think, I think they've thrown it to him four times so far, right? Two yards. Where did they all go? Behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. It's not in space. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're doing that to Tyquan Thornton, which I would argue that's kind of what they do with him, they run him on little shallow yeah. crosses yeah. and you know quick yeah. slants and whatnot. Like They haven't gotten Marcus Jones in space, but Marcus Jones made something out of it. Yeah. Well, like, 
like Marcus Jones, yeah. split two guys and went 48 uh, yards yeah, for a so touchdown. So far, I haven't seen shiftiness in uh, right. Thornton's game. He's a, a great straight-line runner, uh, but he's almost like Cook's. Where he never made anyone miss in the open like field. They've thrown a couple of those little swings and, and bubbles to Tyquan Thornton. And he looks like, you know, and Mike and I hold our breath. I, it looks like he's going to get broken in half. Yeah, it goes flying. Let's go to the phones. Bennett is in California. What's up, Bennett? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Thanks for holding on. Hello, Bennett. Uh, so, uh, Belichick, um, do you think he's more concerned about. Um, his uh, legacy as far as, you know, breaking that record. More concerned than what? What's it in comparison to? You I mean, well, I mean. If, if oh. you say more concerned than doing the right thing for the team, no. I think, I think his main concern is winning and doing the right thing for the team. You think so? Yep. I just don't understand, like, how you can be concerned with the record and that doesn't translate to wanting to win games. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, because with everything that happened with Brady, you know. Um, well, but if he was he, right, if he's worried about the Brady thing, he'd want to win even more to prove that it's. Well, I would argue if he was completely fixated on the record, he wouldn't have let Brady go. Well, yeah. Well, unless I don't That's, know about that. I could argue about uh, on that one. Why? What do you think that he would have thought gave him a better chance to win to that record faster. No, if he holding on to a veteran but, quarterback who was winning or starting over but, with but a rookie. But but that's the thing. I don't I'm not convinced that he like I think this is going against logic Brady's career and I think every at 19 he's not going to keep doing you, this. You're missing I it. think he's Fred. like I don't think that he thinks he could have kept winning. Of course he thought in the in the short term Brady would be the answer, but how much longer is he going to do it, he said. Right, and, yeah. and it, this could be the last year. So if he was only concerned with the record, he would have stuck with the short-term guarantee. Yeah, I, maybe. I, I'm, yeah. I'm d- this yeah. is like a defensive bill. Right, I know. I like know. I don't think that was his be-all, end-all. Right. I think he's trying to win games yeah. and trying to build a, team. build a team. If he was solely concerned with just himself, and I'm not saying he doesn't concern the, himself with the record, he does. Yeah. Absolutely, um, Bennett is right. But – if you just want to break the record and you have a yeah Hall of Fame got- quarterback who's still playing well, yep, you're going to stick with that as long as you can because all I all I care about is breaking this record. Yeah. And when I break the record, I mean Brady's gone, I'll be gone. Who cares? Yeah, right. I mean, that's a better math. alternative than starting over with a rookie. I'm trying to do the math of, like, theoretically how many more wins he could have after these three seasons if he if he had had. I mean. <laughs> like, how much closer would he be? I think he's I 20 think, away right now. I mean, you could make an argument that he'd have it if he didn't move on from Brady. Or at least he'd be 10 away, you know, yeah, instead yeah, of 20. Yeah. 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 And then Tom would retire. Well, I mean, yeah. But oh, <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> awesome. I'm sorry, Bennett. What, what was the last uh, part? Oh no! I mean, you got to think about like how many years he has left, right? I mean, if, you know, if he's thinking about breaking that record, it's you know, yeah, it's I, you be know I can go another three years, three four years. Yeah, I think it's going to be another three seasons after this, m- more than likely. Yeah. But things can change real quick. You can, you know, all of a sudden they rip off 13 wins next year, and you're like, oh, yeah. that's t- two more years, 17 yep. wins. All right, thanks, Bennett. Uh, let's go to Sam in Florida. Hey, Sam. That includes playoffs, too. Hey, right? guys, can you hear me yeah. okay? Yep. Okay, terrific. So I just had a real quick fun fact I wanted to share because I was re-listening to the draft shows. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't really like – I don't like where these go. What they were. I don't like where yeah, these it's go. It's all good. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. So I was listening to the draft shows, 
and I realized that the question had came up about why there are ashtrays on an airplane when you cannot smoke on an airplane. And that answer is, no, I don't think anyone's answered it since that question was asked. Oh. The answer is, although it's illegal to smoke on an airplane, if somebody decides to break the law and do that, they want you to have a safe spot to put your cigarette out in. So it doesn't destroy the I plane. just thought that they were too that cheap to good. replace the armrests. <laughs> yeah, right. No. We designed them. This is what they no, are. It's to, it's to keep the plane safe, even though it's against the law. Okay. And then so my, my bill take, I thought really long about this. Put it on your face. Uh, and I realized that if I were the craft, so this is just my perspective as Mr. Craft, if we have the, the cam year, the Mac year one, and now the Mac year two as it's winding down, that will be three years of not good, not really improving, even though they were a playoff team last year. It, it was kind of sad. Um, and then the way this year is going, you've had three years with three different types of hurdles and if I'm crapped the first couple of years, it's like, you know what, Bill, you, you've done this for so long. Okay, I'll trust the Bill way. And then, and then this year, we bring in Joe Judge and Patricia, and it's like, dude, what are we doing? Like, this is worse and confusing, and we might be losing players. You know, what is going on? And so I think for me, I can't believe I'm saying this, but if, if the year ends without any sign of improvement or life, or we win four of the last whatever, or just some type of thing that you can see or measure i think bill's got to go i mean i i don't know he is the greatest of all time and if we just hang on to that forever then like paul has said a thousand times then we'll never let him go because he's the best but i think mike just said he's the best of all time but are they best coach team right now absolutely not and they have not been for a few years and i don't really care about the brady versus bill argument it's just lately bill has i think been doing the bill way which might be costing the team success and when that happens at my job, I get fired. When you guys do that, you get fired. I think the craft should really look into what this future looks like with Bill if he's not willing to budge on an offensive assistant with some GM help, with explaining his hires like before just bringing Matty P in. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So that's my opinion. I appreciate yeah. you guys letting me go with it, and I'll just kind of take all that off the air. All right, Thanks yeah. for all the good work, guys, and have a safe holiday. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, I just, Sam. I just hope – it at least seems like it come if, if this were to happen that it came from Bill because I don't think it's setting up for success if we all feel like well Mr. Kraft forced him to get yeah. an offensive coordinator you know and I agree it's I don't just going to carry ideal. the drama right over into next season all this stuff is you know and yeah, then it's so you even want it to be so. Bill's idea like right it, Bill, at yeah. least I, I, know that's, what, that's, I know what Mike yeah. is saying at least fool me you know of course let's live the charade like yeah. can you imagine a guy coming in knowing that Bill You're, doesn't want you right yeah. And that, that this is like my whole point. Like people said, like, well, if Mr. Kraft goes to Bill O'Brien and says, you know, Bill's only going to be around for another couple of years, then you would be in line to take. Uh, yeah, how's that work? Right, you're going to be Bill Belichick with. You're going to replace. Right. <laughs> Nobody watches Game of Thrones. This right. is like you're gonna, right. You're going to replace me, Littlefinger. Right. You're going to replace me. George in Madison, New Jersey, writes in Sam Darnold since coming off IR, where he incidentally grew a beard. Is currently two and zero with twenty six point <laughs> five points per game, three hundred and thirty nine yards per game, and a ninety three point six passer rating. I've mentioned this in the past that Mac looks like he's twelve years old when he's wearing his helmet. In all seriousness, do you think his deep game and red zone woes would improve if he grew a mustache? <laughs> I don't think he can. <laughs> I don't think he's got the. I don't think he's got the genes for the facial hair. I don't know. That'd be obviously he's kidding around. <laughs> yeah, I was also just picturing like somebody unfortunately, who decided to light up a cigarette on a plane without any ashtrays, being like, 
you got to put it out. Where do I put it out? Where do I? What? What? What Frank do I do? Said, what do I do? On your face. Where do I go? <laughs> but obviously, I, I haven't. I haven't seen any ashtrays on it. I haven't either. I don't think no. I have either. No. <laughs> but I did. I have to admit, like, if you saw one, I would immediately think that's an old plane. Right. Right. Oh yeah. That's that's not inspiring confidence either. No. Uh, Paul, I like, I like that explanation better. Yeah. Paul and Drake it. Paulie. Uh, I know there's hesitation rating this year's draft class given such a small sample size, but what do you think of the free agents we've acquired this year? Paul, has Parker been about what you expected? I remember you not thinking highly of the acquisition at the time and curious what your thoughts are thus far. Yeah, he's been what I expected. I My guess is he's below what you guys expected. I thought he'd be more consistent. Yeah. yeah. I think we've seen glimpses of, yeah. of some of like it. Like I said. The, the, I think you he, take out the 150-yard game and you don't get yeah, much. He should be your number one receiver, and yeah. from, from performance game to game, he's not. Yeah. He's not. I mean, and then the injury issues that, that Paul talked about. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to dock him for for a concussion. Well, but, but that just happened. Yeah, I'm talking. We've no, had but he missed other games. Injury. Yeah. He missed two other games that's for an true. injury. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, only one officially, but he played one play in one game. Yeah. yeah. Also interested in your thoughts about Peppers, both on defense and special teams. In the Bills game, it looked like he was blocking Marcus Jones's running lane and prevented us from returning the punt for any real yardage. <laughs> I haven't seen many moments when he stood out. Um, now I was intrigued by him early. I think he's settled in. He's fine. I think he's fine. Um, I, I, I didn't think a whole lot, and I think he's been fine. I think he's been a good depth piece. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I don't think he's as good as Phillips, or and I mean, I don't think Phillips has been playing as much and. I also saw. I think that he's playing more than Mac Wilson now. Yeah, Mac Wilson peppers. didn't play a defensive snap um, last week, but but I, I don't think they got a lot in the free agent. I, class I did see the numbers too on Duggar because we kind of we talked about that a little six for six on the coverage, like you know. Uh, David in Bethlehem, coach deserves criticism like Matty P and Mac, but hold it, hold it. It is a symptom, not a disease. No team has had more coaches poached. For extra credit, name the coaches poached by Judge, Flores, and McDaniels. No. No, they, they've taken coaches when they went to be head coaches. Is what yeah, but I'm not going to rattle off oh, all you, those Oh, names. you're refusing to yeah. do it. Okay. Uh, that's fair. I mean, like yeah. Mick Lombardi. I mean, they all took, you know, Cleet Boyer. They, t- they all took uh, <laughs> Cleet, people. Cleet Boyer. It's funny. All of those guys are about to get fired, but we, <laughs> we missed them. Chad Patrick O'Shea. Graham is Chad like O'Shea. hanging on by a thread. But you can also hire guys, like, and that's what I yes. think is, is, distru- is, is 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 the problem is that you know, and and even guys that didn't get poached, Dante retired, Ivan is in quasi retirement, Ernie Adams. I mean, you know, like like these guys haven't really been replaced either. So, you know, I think that's the bigger problem for me is just that they haven't they haven't restocked the shelves. They've just kind of continued to try to put more on the plates of people that they've had that they have here, and the results aren't aren't going well. I'm not surprised. Yeah, and they have lost to the emailers point they've lost a lot of coaches no no sarcasm intended there they've lost a lot of coaches yeah and it has to be somewhat of a fact yes it is sure uh raj from st louis i'm gonna have to clean this up a little bit hope i do a good job says usually i agree with fred's takes but i wholeheartedly disagree with the make it work comment uh when the person you have to work with is actively or accidentally sabotaging your success you have to take over the reins yourself the person has lost all respect from the media, players, fans, but unfortunately not the guy who hired him. The team needs a top-to-bottom hard reset, which is a topic for another time. I believe Mac will be a serviceable to good player in this league, but not with this team anymore. Okay. So why did you have to clean that up? Was a lot of F-bombs in the middle of that? Um, the way he referred to a certain person. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
He's yeah. not, a ma- not a map producer. Yeah, I just think that you can question everything, but you should do the best you can mentally and physically to execute it. And I don't think that they've done that mentally. I, I don't think that they're not trying on the field physically, but I think mentally they're not in it. They're not in, they're not like engaged. Biden bought in. They haven't bought in. All right. That's going to be it for oh. this Wednesday edition wow. of Patriots Unfiltered. Um, if you're here to tune in for Catch 22, that was they did that earlier because Evan's out on the West Coast, so you missed it live, but you can catch it uh, on demand uh, on Patriots.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. But thank you for listening to our Wednesday show. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow Sneak for on. another edition. Uh, big show tomorrow. Big show tomorrow. Picks. Big show. See you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast.